everybody to the choir room today's character study is the beginning of the story of finn hudson that is right we have made it to finn hudson's character study we are going to be talking all things finn for his four seasons on glee and uh, we're going to of course break it into two parts uh, as we do with many other character studies where there's just way too much to fit into one episode so i'm excited to get into all things finn hudson uh, alongside my co-host of course aman adwin aman how you doing i am great i am fantastic um yeah, um, I don't know. I, for some, for whatever reason, like when you said we were doing Finn next, I don't know why I was under the impression that we'd already done Finn. I really don't know why. Maybe it's because he <laughs> just pops up so much. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's because we talk about him every time because of the quarterback, and so yeah. it just felt like we'd already done him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, we've um, done Quinn, we've done Puck, so we've done a lot of characters that uh, interact with Finn. We've done Sam, we just did Will, so... Yeah, uh, we've definitely touched on Finn in many, many of these character studies so far. He is, uh, you could probably say, you know, for, for the time that uh, the character's on the show, the, you know, the the male lead of the show, I guess, I don't know, uh, if you actually want to argue, maybe you could say that, like, Will is, or, you know, Mr. Schuster is one of the male leads, but whatever. Uh, obviously, the story of Glee throughout uh, the time that Finn is around is the story of Rachel and Finn, along with, you know, other characters and other stories that start to develop. So, uh, a very big, important character to get into one that you know kind of carries the first three seasons of the show is like the leader of the group you know it's like all of it goes back to finn all of it goes back to their quarterback their leader the one that unites you know the football team and the glee club and brings everybody together to uh kind of make a new reality in a school where it's like nothing like this has ever been seen before yeah um it's uh he it sort of really is like the um uh, I won't say Jesus. I think that Jesus is kind of too honorific for his character, but he's a ray of light, isn't he? For um, a lot of like the characters that he touches and meets, I, I think Finn. I, as time has gone on, and this might sound a little a little unkosher, but I think you know, considering what happened to Cory Monteith and everything, um, it really has made me see Finn's character in a different light over the past few years. And I think the more and more that I watch uh, the show, the more and more that I like Finn. Not to say that I never liked, that I dis- ever disliked him. I've never disliked him. But um, I started to appreciate more of what made the character the character and how the other characters responded to him. Um, I started to actually see that for what it was a bit more after Cory Monteith's passing. So definitely an interesting. There's a, there's a lot of... Um, stuff with Finn. And yeah. It. It, it was a, a, an awful moment there in uh, 2013 uh, when we lost Corey. And I, I just, you know, I can remember pretty much the day of finding out the news and, you know, like what what's going to happen to Glee obviously is a, a thought that was probably on everybody's mind, but it was just like, oh my God, this person that we've just spent all this time with at such a young age, I think he was 31, uh, tragically passing, obviously uh, was dealing with some issues in regards to addiction and uh, ended up losing his battle with it. And it's just, it's just the worst, you know, a possible story that you could ever imagine. Um, but 
Uh, I do feel like, uh, and I hope that he felt the love throughout his uh, time on the show. I do feel like Mm -hmm. fans definitely, you know, gave him his flowers as much as possible while he was around. Every time that you see videos of him and fans, it's like people lost their mind over him. And, you know, rightfully so. I mean, he's uh, just, he seemed like the nicest guy. I don't think you ever, as for all the stories that you hear about, you know, the person he was dating, uh, you never hear a bad word that anyone has to say about, you know, this one time that Corey Monteith was, was, you know, a jerk to me or anything like that. He seemed to be the nicest guy, the nicest heart. Um, You know, it's like... I think Corey is the one that had the story about um, him. Like he used to be like a taxi driver or something back in Vancouver. And next thing you know, he's in LA on one of like the biggest shows in uh, on Fox, you know, in 2009 and going forward. So it uh, landed himself this job, you know, which is, you know, we'll get into it all. Like uh, Corey Monteith, not even being like, Oh, I'm a singer. I'm going to go after the show where it's all about singing. It just happened to all blend together in a way that really worked out. People fell in love with him. And again, sadly, uh, you know, it's tragic the way that we ended up losing him. We're going to, try not to you know bring that up every five seconds uh you know both here and with santana's podcast but um we just want to talk all about finn and uh you know talk about the good the bad and everything else finny winnie no one's ever called him i'm surprised he didn't have more nicknames besides the mean ones that santana and sue would give him why doesn't he have like a a blaney days like how come rachel never gave him like a something like that it's like such a rachel thing to do it's also such a weird name like I, i would never think a character would be called Finn. I mean, not that it's like a bad name. It's just not a name that I ever heard growing up. So uh, he's like the first and only Finn that I've ever known in any aspect of my life. Um, I don't think, actually, I think I, I think I knew one Finn or at least I knew of one Finn. So it wasn't that weird to me, but I definitely know more Finns on TV than I know in real life. Cause I think I only know one of one Finn in real life. And then there's Finn on Glee and there's a Finn on Law and Order SVU. And I'm pretty sure there's a Finn in some other, like either, either it's a TV show, a movie or a book. Hmm. So there's lots of Finns everywhere in like the media. So it wasn't lots too weird to me, but it's definitely not common. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Finn Hudson, he is the quarterback. He is, you know, the guy at the school when we, uh, you know, kind of get started there in season one. I mean, just to kind of touch on some quick notes that, you know, always put at the top of our notes here about, like, who is Finn? Um, so I, I have here, he's uh, he's the quarterback. He's a bad dancer. He's got somewhat low self-esteem early on, especially as he's, like, you know, struggling to get his footing in the glee club and, you know, step into that leadership role, which is going to carry through his entire time on the show, him being a leader. Uh, he wants to be a good guy, a good honorable man for his mom, for his his dad, who obviously uh, we find out early on is uh, no longer with us. His dad passed away when he was uh, younger uh, and just for himself. He, he's always wanted to be good. He's uh, at the school, very concerned about his image, wants to, you know, maintain him not be, you know, he's part of the cool kids. That's where he's at when we meet him and he wants to stay there, even though he wants to participate in some other activities along the way that uh, maybe drag that down. He still wants to be the cool guy. He still wants to have people like him and all that kind of stuff. Um, what else? He's not the smartest guy when it comes to school and grades and you know sometimes with relationships so there's that uh he can be a little bit jealous at times he can be a little ignorant at times uh you know just like a lot of these other characters the growing pains can be rough when we get to many spots when we'll get to the theatricality of it all in uh season one we'll get to that in a bit but um lots of good some bad and uh i don't know just lots to get into uh yeah lots of lots of really cool things to get into um should we just go and dive right in? Yeah, let's dive right in. Season one, the pilot, and of course, uh, we're going to hear more about how things go down there in the 2009 episode. But yeah, set us up here for Finn Hudson. Yeah, so like you said, he's um awkward, but popular, popular yet kind. Uh, the first glimpse of him that we get, 
is him along with the rest of the jocks throwing Kurt into the dumpster while a oblivious Mr. Shu walks past asking him if he's done his assignment. Um, by which, of course, Finn is like, I'm always halfway done with almost all of it, Mr. Shu. Um, but he does look kind of troubled about being there uh, while Kurt is being thrown into the trash. And Kurt does ask, can he just at least take off his jacket before they do it? And Finn is at least nice enough to be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, Give me the jacket. I'll, I'll hold the jacket for you while we throw you in the dumpster. Um, so we see right off the bat that he's the conflicted bully, right? He's like the, the gentle giant of the group. He can see the error of his ways. Um, we learn that he uh, is a single, or his mom is a single mom. He lost his dad uh, in the war against Iraq. Um, or so he, he was killed. Or so he finds or, out, you know, or, or so he thinks. So he thinks. He never really got a chance to know him because he was, uh, you know, he was only a baby at the time. But he does love music. Love, 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 love music. Um, he developed a taste for it after... Um, uh, his mom started dating again when he was a little young, a little older, and there was this guy that would uh, it was his job to pretty much give lawns a spray tan, <laughs> and he would listen to Journey on the job, and he would let Finn, you know, do the spraying with him, and so he developed a taste for old rock music. Um, so Finn learned to sing on his own pretty early on. A talent that's not going to go unnoticed by Mr. Shu, who need, desperately needs new members for the Glee Club that he's putting together. And he finds Finn singing in the shower to himself. He needs a lead guy because Rachel's already bitching about how there isn't any real male talent in the club because Artie's in a wheelchair and Kurt is gay, essentially. She said that much without really saying it. Um, and so Mr. Shu comes up with this elaborate idea to... Get some weed from Sandy Ryerson, plant it in Finn's locker, tell Finn that he found it in the locker, saying he needs to join the Glee Club or he's going to tell and snitch on him. And of course, Finn is, who's like really a goody two shoes at heart, has no clue what's going on. He's like, I swear that's not mine. I'll pee in a cup. I'll pee. <laughs> and Mr. Shoes like, you know, no, 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 no. You don't have to do any of that. Just join the Glee Club and we'll talk. And so he joins the Glee Club and he beats up with all these wacky kids, namely Rachel. Uh, who takes the lead alongside him and uh, you're the one that I want, freaks him the hell out. So he has no idea what he's gotten himself into and really wants to quit early on. Yeah, uh, he definitely gets intimidated when he shows up and he sees, you know, these people have good voices. They're uh, definitely passionate about performing. They're passionate about singing. They're all, you know, living it up on the stage. It's like, this is not where he fits in. He fits in on the football field, and that's where he's always fit in. Uh, so to join the Glee Club after he's essentially being forced because of the whole will and the weed thing, uh, he's like, you know, not totally like like running off, like afraid about like, what is this? What am I doing here? Because the second he starts to sing, he has that connection with music that we that you mentioned from like when he was a kid that he's like, it connects with him immediately. He's like, oh, singing is, is fun. Like, I think I'm good at it. Like I might, you know, this, he obviously was singing in the shower. So being up on the stage, it kind of automatically clicks something within him. But then yeah, seeing everybody else all around, like all around him, he's like, okay, I don't know if this is exactly where I meant to be in my high school career. Uh, but yeah, so he seems to be enjoying himself. Uh, we do obviously... Uh, unfortunately, like Corey was not able to be there in the 2009 episode to film that one. But um, in, in that episode, we go back to back in time and learn about, you know, the fact that apparently it was even more than we saw in the pilot episode of the kids. Uh, not sure that they wanted to have Finn in the club because they were like, this feels like a trap. This feels like a setup. Like, is he even going to actually want to be in the club? Like, are we going to actually be able to be successful with him? Uh, it doesn't seem all genuine and whatnot. 
But Artie uh, specifically ends up standing up for him, talking about how when the football kids all, you know, put Artie in the porta potty, uh, Finn was the one who rescued him from there took Artie home, apologized to his mom about what happened, and Artie was like, he definitely does seem like a good guy. I think we should give him a chance. And they do. They all get together. They do Don't Stop Believing, and we have a Glee Club. And it does seem like, you know, Finn is going to slot in as that leading man. So we have all that is put in place, all set up. And of course, we also find out that he's dating the head cheerleader, Quinn Fabray, which is going to lead us right into the next episode, where we're going to find all about uh, the relationship between the two of them. It seems to be going well. Uh, Quinn is, like I said, the head cheerleader and Finn's the quarterback on the football team. So they are at the top of their respective clubs. Uh, but Quinn finds out that Finn wants to do Glee and he's there now. And she's like, you, you can't do that. You have to quit. Like, this is going to hurt our reputation. People are calling you gay. Uh, and like, she even tries to bribe him saying like, if you quit, you can touch my boobs. And he's like, Hmm, that's actually you know a good offer. Cause the two of them are like out here in the celibacy club. So, uh, Finn doesn't seem to go as far as maybe a teenage boy would expect that he would want to whatever, but Finn doesn't want to quit. He wants to stick around in the club. He's, he's enjoying it so far. And, Obviously, as soon as we see like the Will and Emma of it all early on, we see the uh, the Finn and Rachel of it all. Uh, Finn is obviously dating Quinn, but there seems to be some kind of connection forming with Rachel. Uh, Rachel is going to invite Finn to like come privately rehearse with her. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um, but that's when he has the celibacy club meeting and he's going to turn her down. But eventually later on, they do get together on the stage uh, to just kind of hang out, talk kind of get to know each other a little bit more. Rachel prepares this whole elaborate uh, like picnic blanket set up on the stage just to talk to him some more. And Finn admits to her, he's like, just, you know, just so you know, I, I really did think you were kind of annoying at first. But when I heard you sing, I was like, wow, no, this like she's good. It connected with him. And that's something that's going to be persistent all throughout the four seasons of just he loves hearing Rachel sing. And Rachel's like, well, I think that you're pretty great, too. If you want to kiss me, you can. And even though he's dating Quinn, he does. He goes in for the kiss. Um, and as he goes in for the kiss, uh, we all t- we tie it all back together with the celibacy club of it all, Amon, uh, mm-hmm. because Finn has uh, lots to deal with with his young teenage self. Lots to deal with with his uh, with his really young teenage self. Um, I just don't know why a celibacy club is like, I mean, I just feel like the existence of celibacy clubs in high school are just breeding grounds for people to actually start having sex. When people in supposed to be clubs would like say that it's the other way around and when you start teaching sex ed, that teaches people to have sex. But like I feel like a club dedicated to you not having sex is just like I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to shit on anybody that was in a celibacy club because I mean, I I understand you know all of the religious and you know just some people just want to remain celibate. I get it. But I don't know. Just forming a club around it where you're all like you, like that. You're all like having that like the star part of your of your personality. It's like like what do you really talk about here? I mean, like how many times are they going to be able to do this balloon dance before it just? What else is there? I feel like there's no substance to it. It's just all revolving around no sex. It's all revolving that- around the mailman, Amon. That's what it's all about here. We all got to find our mailman. Uh, I love that scene so much. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, and the mailman the mailman has to be used early on here. That's what uh, that's what I was trying to get at. Of uh, they, they lay down together on the stage, and Finn, who already told all the guys in the celibacy club about how, you know, it's like Quinn and I, we, you know, we go far enough. Like, we, uh, you know, I get to, like, put my hand here and hand there. Uh, he's like, yeah, I don't worry about, like, you know, erupting too early because uh, the mailman, I have the mailman going. Erupt. Erupting too early. Yeah, the mailman, he envisions when he accidentally ran over the mailman when he, or, hit him i don't know if he ran over him but he hit him um 
when he was learning how to drive from his mom. And so that really keeps him cooled off whenever he's fooling around with Quinn. Um, yeah, I mean, Quinn will even, you know, be a verbal prompt for him. Like, the mailman. Think of the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman is going to save the day at a time like this while he is on top of Rachel and should be with Quinn. But, you know. Uh, very early on here, we're just going to see that uh, this triangle is beginning. And it's really going to be a major story going into season one and into season two of Finn is dating Quinn, but he likes Rachel. Rachel likes him. Quinn wants to be with Finn for one reason or another, whether it's because she likes him or because she needs him for, you know, the popularity of it all. You know, we had Quinn's podcast for that one. Um, But Finn is going to end up, you know, continuing this connection with Rachel. He asks her why she cares so much about winning. She wants to like have all the success in the Glee Club, and she's like, "Well, this is Glee Club is my only shot to like do something big. You have the football team, and you have Quinn, but this is all that I have." Um, things start to get a little bit more stressful though for Finn because as he's been in the Glee Club now for you know a couple of weeks or whatever it is, uh, people are really giving him a hard time. The football team is making fun of him. They call him you know gay slurs, and they are call, just calling him gay in general. Like every turn even on the football field like people are making comments to him Karofsky Azimio whoever it is so he's having a hard time with all of it he even comes to Will saying it's like it's impossible like trying to do both it's just not gonna work uh Will tries to get him to stick it out a little bit longer he's like if you quit you're gonna regret this forever you have a talent you need to stick strong and and continue on with us um he's going to end up uh eventually getting Puck to come sing and dance with him as well as they join the uh the acafellas for an episode which thank god that doesn't last long um and then later on he does end up coming to Will because he understands that will was probably right about that uh that he does have a talent he should try to stick it out a little bit longer so luckily he is going to stick around the glee club and things are going to be doing you know it's not going to be an easy road uh but it's not going to be impossible because he does have some support around him um which is all well and good before we're going to get some big news coming up very very soon yes you got you having my baby Ooh, you have it that's all i know of that song i don't know the actually words to that song but uh <laughs> me either um, what a lovely son, 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 like what a lovely thing to I don't know <laughs> something like that yeah that that definitely further along than I did you do better at karaoke <laughs> um yeah so Quinn is preggers wow. yeah 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 wow 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 she is a whole pregnant. Um, the baby is his, and he's like, well, how? When? And she's like, that time in the hot tub, apparently it helps the sperm swim faster. Um, and they got up in there. Uh, so Finn is just like, his life is over. He's freaking out. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to be able to be a dad. Like, I barely even had my own dad. Like, what the hell's going on? Um, he confides in Puck about it, his best friend. And then he goes back to Quinn, and he's like, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to be the best father, he feels so obligated to considering, you know, how he how so highly hooked up to his father that he never really got a, got a chance to know. So he doesn't want to be like his dad. He wants to be present. He wants to be there. He wants to be a good dad. Um, so he's stressing out now because he needs to do all of these things to make sure that he can provide a life for his child. First things first is getting a scholarship. And um, one way that he can do that is if the new directions are successful. Um, and since Rachel, on the other hand, has been feuding with Mr. Shu about solos in the direction of the club, she has since left the show or the, the, the choir, the show choir <laughs> to just be in a show. Um, and so now he is tasked with getting Rachel to come back. Um, and Rachel's going to think that it's because Finn wants to spend more time with her, which 
is kind of true in some ways, but it's mostly because Finn knows that they cannot succeed in the Glee Club without Rachel being there. So he has a lot on his plate right now. He's doing a lot, having to worry about scholarships and getting Rachel and uh, hiding everything else about Quinn and making sure that Quinn is happy. And it's just it's a lot for a 16 year old. Yeah, there's not going to be a ton of like setup about Finn and Puck being, you know, such good friends as they are. But we do just kind of easily understand that these guys are are close. They, you know, do the acapellas together. Uh, and when we find out about what's what's happening here, that you know, Finn ends up telling Puck about Quinn being pregnant. Uh, Puck obviously immediately knows that he did have sex with Quinn, and uh, Finn has made it very clear to Puck and all the other guys that him and Quinn don't have sex. That they, you know, are they do a lot, but they don't do that. Uh, so Puck is immediately aware that that's probably going to be his child. And it just creates this whole other dynamic that's going al- along the season of like, sure, he's got Finn has like Quinn and Rachel, you know, uh, fighting over him, essentially, like, uh, not exactly, but you know, they're both trying to be with him. Uh, and now he's got his best friend who unknowingly for now for a couple of episodes uh, is going to we're all going to have this secret about he's actually the father. And Quinn is only using Finn as this like, you know, continuing to paint the perfect picture of I'm going to have this baby and I want Finn to be by my side for it, even though he's definitely not the dad. It's completely crazy that all this happens. But this is, uh, you know, this is the story. It's uh, why season one of Glee is so uh, compelling and why it became such a big show. So uh, this kind of thing was uh, was definitely keeping people interested. So yeah, Finn's all stressed out about it. He eventually goes with Quinn to an ultrasound appointment where she, where they find out that she's having a girl. Uh, he's trying to think up names about for, uh, for the baby. He comes up with Drizzle, which is obviously, you know, such a great name. Uh, and Quinn is like, okay, I mean, if that wasn't the last straw, uh, uh, she's like, I'm not keeping this baby. Like, I'm having the baby, but I'm not keeping the baby. And... Finn just went through how much mental like gymnastics to get himself to be convinced like or like to understand that he's having a child that he's about to have to raise a child like like all of this all this stuff that's going on like you said he's had a lot going on uh, and then all of a sudden he finds out that Quinn's not keeping the baby and uh, you know we can get into a whole discussion about that like she didn't exactly ask him she just told him um, and I don't know there's there's a I'm sure a whole debate that people have about that of you know whose decision I don't know I don't need to get into all that I'm not the most educated mm-hmm. uh, person to speak on all that but um, Finn is uh, yeah. obviously you know concerned about that I think he was anticipating that she was planning on keeping it um, and eventually by the end of the throwdown episode everyone's going to find out that Quinn is pregnant it's like it comes becomes public knowledge to at least everybody in the Glee Club and she's crushed about it um, Finn is going to try to comfort her while she breaks down and this is where you know they're all gonna sing keep holding on to her so he's still got Rachel by his side but he's definitely going to do the most that he can to support Quinn through all this yeah um i mean and quinn doesn't necessarily make it that easy i mean she's a she's very high maintenance she's very hard on him you know wanting him to make sure that um he is looking for jobs and looking for scholarships and making sure that the baby is going to be taken care of and all this stuff and finn really does take all of this on his on his shoulders he i mean they, they go to the ultrasound appointment together they find out that they're having a girl all this stuff uh she but she she doesn't she like like you said she doesn't want to keep the baby which, I mean, I will say, then, if you're talking about not keeping it, then you need to make that decision now and fast, because it's not fair for you. And I understand that she's 16, so I know that it's hard for her as well. And, I mean, being the mother of the child is always very hard. But, like, on one hand, like, either you want Finn to be out here breaking his back doing all this stuff, or you don't. Because then what happens if he goes out and, like, gets all this, like, gets a job and all this scholarship and everything? Like, then what? Then what? Mm-hmm. Like, how is he going to feel afterwards if you're like, you know what, actually, never mind, I'm going to do this. Like, 
and, and you want this whole thing to be secret too. Like you're not. This is not like if I were Finn, like I would not go quietly if she's like, oh yeah, like I, you know, actually like I don't want to do any of this after I'd done all this work into putting like it's just it's a lot. It's messy. It's just it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I I feel for Fiddy here a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, especially with us knowing all the information that we know about how he's not the father and about how Quinn's making all the decisions and yep. Quinn's like you know kind of holding him uh, like at arm's length, but also like you know, making demands to him that he gets involved and we're going to see, I don't know which episode it is, but uh, when she decides that, you know, uh, is it wheels yet? It's in the wheels episode where she uh, ends up getting kicked off the Cheerios because, you know, they find out about her being pregnant or Sue does. And she gets the bills for the ultrasound appointments and all this stuff. And she's like, Finn, you have to get a job. And Rachel ends up helping him get a job, which we never hear about again after that episode, uh, Finn, the job that Finn gets there. But uh, she's she's like pushing hard to get him to help out and to be a part of this process. Uh, but it's, yeah, you definitely feel for Finn. Uh, you feel for both of them because this is a crappy situation for two 16-year-olds in the first place um, that are not seemingly ready for it not prepared for it don't really know how to go about it don't seem to have uh you know finn has his mom eventually uh but quinn does not have the support from her parents so yeah it's tough yeah uh, quinn is uh in a really bad position because of you know all of her i mean her parents are you know uber christian well at least her dad is like uber christian puts his daughter in cotillion balls and all sorts of stuff and wants her to be you know his perfect little princess um whereas i mean finn is gonna i mean it's so funny because finn is coming from a from a background that would be actually very supportive but because because quinn wants to keep it a secret he can't necessarily you know confide in his mom who would be um down to to help out um so there's a lot of irony there but i mean he's i mean he's starting to get really affected by all of this like i mean he's you know losing sleep he's not performing as well uh as the quarterback on the football team he's going to start getting slushied by his teammates because they can tell that he's not on his a game and they're looking to to possibly replace him as like the star quarterback in the school so they're they're slowly losing the grip slowly losing stature uh within their their circle of friends um and the glee club sort of does sort of it does become a place of of refuge for them yeah because you know they're really you know they I mean, they don't always know what's going they didn't know what was going on in the entire time but they were at least there for some sort of like moment of peace from the rest of the shit that was going on in the school mm-hmm. yeah and it's uh it's, it's obviously where they both decide that they want to be right the club comforts them they constantly they're singing to them uh, with the keep holding on and then later on lean on me trying to make sure that they know that they have you know friends and people that are supporting them throughout all of this so that's obviously like that that is where you lock yourself in to say i need to be around these people at this point in my life so when ken tanaka is going to be in the mashup episode he comes to uh i mean there's drama going on with him and will and emma that kind of cause all of this but he uh tells the football kids you have to pick glee or football i'm you know we're having a mandatory practice the same time you guys have rehearsal you can't miss it if you miss it you're off the team Finn ends up going to the practice while all the other guys choose Glee. They decide that they're everybody else has found a home in Glee Club. They don't care about football enough to go there. But this is Finn's thing. This he is the quarterback. He's the star player. Like for the entire time that we before we got to know him, and even still now that we did know him, it was this was his thing. This is like Rachel. Like Rachel said, like this is my football team. Like her being in the Glee Club. Like this is what I have. Football we all know is what you have. So he decides that he can't do it. And this even comes with like the added pressure from all of the guys around him that Finn gives into, which sucks. Of uh, you know, he comes up to Kurt with that slushy in the hallway and he's about to slushy his own new friend from from the glee club. And Kurt's like, you know what? No, fuck you. I'm gonna I will do this, uh, and I will show you that none of your football bros would have done this for you because we are forming like 
like a good thing. We're forming a family over here and you're running away from it. You're running back to these awful douchebags that are like bullying all of us, bullying you. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, the message comes across there for sure. And it's all of that is just weighing on Finn a whole lot. We see him. He's like Finn spends, I would say, 90 percent of his time on Glee stressed out about something uh, from season one through season four. <laughs> he's always stressed out. There's never a time. It's it's so rare to see him in a time where like things are just great and and all is well in the world. Um, but yeah, so he's stressing about all this kind of stuff. He goes to Ken Tanaka saying, you know, I'm ha- my game is not great right now because of all of this pressure. Nothing. It's it's bad. It's like you're, you're, you're this is kind of your fault so ken ends up canceling the practice so that the guys can go back to doing both so all's well on that end of things but it's obviously you know not overall still well because he's still you know got everything with quinn happening um and we get to the ballot episode which is going to be quite the episode quite the fun time there because we're also learning throughout the season that kurt who we just talked about kind of has a crush on finn so finn you know the hottest commodity around the school he's got rachel he's got quinn now he's got uh kurt also uh vying for his attention they get paired up for a ballot assignment and uh as we're going to get to a very important dinner with quinn and finn uh kurt is involved because he's going to be giving finn all this great advice on how to you know get through everything he's get- going through with quinn and uh yeah we we get to that dinner and, and everything there it's a lot it is a lot um so finn or finn yeah finn is gonna go ahead and sing his song sing his ballad to his girl in front of his girl's parents uh, and of course, he, the song choices. It's bad, bad, you know. It's bad because of Kurt. It's <laughs> questionable. Yeah, yeah. Kurt, does, Kurt is the one that suggests this, so shame on Kurt for this. Like, if mm-hmm. the if the object of the game is secrecy, then uh, bitch, you lost the game. Uh, <laughs> Quinn's dad is gonna immediately uh, step up to Finn, want his ass out. They kick Quinn's ass out as well. Quinn's mom looks kind of helpless throughout the situation. They go straight to Finn's house, and uh, he lets his mom know what's going on. And she already knew because she was he was singing to the ultrasound. But um, she happily accepts the two of them into, or well, Quinn because he lives already. <laughs> Except Quinn into their home. Um, and Quinn is going to be staying there for most of the season um, until we find out some more information. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's really, really scary because, I mean, the two of them are sort of, like, out on their own. I mean, of course, they're going to be staying with Finn's mom, but it's still a very scary experience because, like, they don't know what's going to happen now. Like, and Quinn's, you know, Quinn doesn't know these people that well. Like, I mean, she knows Finn, but, like, she's not, you know, they're not married. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, they're all so young and it's just... A very overwhelming experience, I can imagine. So. Yeah, and Carol was super comforting for both of them in that time. I mean, we had in it was in that same episode yeah. that he comes home and he's singing to the sonogram on the laptop in his room, and his mom Carol walks in and she catches him. You know, that's mm-hmm. what all parents catch their kids doing these days. Um, and uh, she, he just breaks into tears uh, once. You know, it's like, what? What are we going to hide this now? No, he tells his mom the truth about what's happening. Uh, Quinn's pregnant, and he just falls apart into her arms. So we can, you know, you that scene tells us just how close he and his mom are and like how good of a relationship they have she's not mad she just is immediately you know holding him and she wants to be there for him and then there at the end of the episode you know welcoming Quinn into their home to be like of course you can stay here like uh, why on earth would any parent you know in a situation like this you know do anything else other than want to help their kids through it and and figure it out all together as you know a family so uh, that's just Carol being like a regular mom I'm a cool mom yes very cool mom just the best human being on earth uh the two best human being beings on earth carol and bert 
So yeah, um, the uh, things are all squared away there, but you know it's not going to be able to stay super clean and super you know uh, great because it's Glee. So uh, Quinn has to go off on her own and do her own thing, where she is going to take uh, some time to consider. Well, what if I did give Puck a chance and have him you know be involved with this baby since it is his? Uh, so she plots this whole plan here to get Rachel and Finn to spend time together because that's a easy that's the number one easy distraction for Finn. She knows that Rachel has been trying to be with him. So Rachel and Finn end up hanging out together. Uh, they go over to Rachel's house and Rachel, uh, the, the meanwhile, Rachel's been getting like a makeover from Kurt, who's continuing to try to sabotage everybody that's in his way towards Finn. Uh, so Rachel ends up with this whole look to be like Sandy from Greece and uh, Finn's not down with it. He's like, you look like a sad clown hooker and I'm not really feeling it. I would much rather the old Rachel back with the... Yo, Kurt was really out here scheming. He was scheming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he was. He had a he, he had a crush. He fell bad, and he decided to go any which way in order to uh, to make Finn his, which did not was was not going to happen. Um, but yeah, Quinn is uh, off with Puck, trying to see if uh, she's taking him for a test drive to see how things are going with him. And obviously, that experiment fails because he was out mm-hmm. here sexting Santana all night. So she decides, okay, I need Finn back. Yeah, I don't even know why. I mean, like, look, I ultimately think that her trying to ice Finn, ugh, I keep talking about Quinn so much, but um, I think that, like, in terms of, like, when you juxtapose Puck and Finn, I understand why she wants to sort of, like, she, why she chose Finn initially. I, what I don't understand is, like, why you would then try to ice Puck out um, and then give him a chance, considering all the stuff that Finn and his mom are doing for you now. Like, would Puck have done that? Would Puck's mom have, like, welcomed you into the fold? Especially since Puck's mom wants him to be with somebody Jewish. So that's already a, a hurdle within itself. Like, Quinn is just a mess right now. And, like, the fact that Finn is, like, toiling over all of this and she's over here, act, like, wilding out and acting crazy, it really is a, a, just a train wreck to watch because to watch, mm-hmm. he just has no no clue at all. Yeah, it's yeah. it's and you you know, you're like, why do we keep talking about Quinn? The story is essentially Quinn and Rachel's story the whole time. Like Finn is obviously there. He's obviously a huge part of this, but so much of it just gets told from their perspective. And, uh, you know, it's the two of them fighting over Finn. It's like, I mean, that tends to be the guy in a lot of these situations on, on the show and maybe in many shows. I don't know. Um but it's like we get definitely get glimpses to like the insight on how Finn's dealing with all this, like when he talks to his mom or sometimes when he talks to Rachel. But it's like any time that he does go to Quinn or Rachel to open up about things, it's like a moment when Finn actually gets to share how he's feeling about things and not just continue letting things happen to him. It's like like it's like sit down, Rachel. I need to tell you how I'm feeling because otherwise it's all about, you know, how everybody else is doing and how everybody else is working the situation that Finn has to be plugged into. So. Eventually, we're going to go on. We're going to get to sectionals. Rachel is going to be the one to fill in uh, Finn, fill in Finn about the rumors about how uh, Finn may not be the father of the baby. Uh, it all clicks because, yeah, no, Finn, you did not have sex with her. Uh, oh, dummy. Uh, so he finds out that it has something to do with Puck. So, you know, Quinn, he's going to go confront both of them, ends up beating up Puck in the choir room, demanding answers. He is fuming, very upset, very pissed off, understandably, for sure. Uh, Quinn admits the truth, and it's a very whole big dramatic scene in the Glee Club there. Uh, he ends up storming out of the room, saying he's quitting the Glee Club. So uh, we're at sectionals here. It's the big sectionals episode. They've been working towards it all season long, and now Finn is gone. And he is not planning on joining them. Uh, luckily, who comes to save the day? 
but Will Schuster, of course, uh, good, you know, forming this bond between the two of them that is going to be also something to keep an eye on for all every season. Like Finn has so many people that it's just like so many relationships to track throughout the show. It's it's insane. Um, but his bond with Will, obviously, is uh, super prevalent. And Will comes to him saying that he needs him to be there for the Glee kids. He's like, I need you to be the leader that you know you are. Uh, this like they need you. They they need their leader. And Finn's annoyed about that because he's like, uh, so I have to go around Quinn and Puck and I have to be their bigger man. Like, why is why is why is it like that? He just wishes that life could go back to the way it was before he joined the Glee Club. It's just everything got messy. All of this would not have happened otherwise. So he just wishes that he could go back to normal. But he's he does suck it up. He kind of takes Will's advice and Will's encouragement. He's you know Will at this point, as far as he knows, has never steered him wrong before. So he goes to sectionals, takes charge, leads them all to their first ever win at a competition. Uh, Puck tries to you know make amends at the end of things, but Finn is not down for that, and you can understand why. So that's that's that that's how they end the first portion of the show uh they win sectionals finn steps back into the to the role but obviously a lot to uh to repair as far as damage goes when we get into the back half of season one yeah it's interesting that he makes that comment about how he would like for things to just go back to the way they were before glee club and it's like well finn i don't think anything really would change that much if anything you guys being in glee club is the reason that you're finding out what you're finding out because quinn and puck were fucking around before glee club even happened so that baby was going to happen regardless of Glee Club. Finn or Quinn probably still would have tried to say the same shit and that it was your baby. But because all of you guys were forced to be together in one room a lot of the time, the pressure and pressure and pressure and pressure of it all ultimately burst. And then the secret just finally came out. I don't necessarily know if the secret ever comes out if Glee Club doesn't happen. So I think in a lot of ways he has Glee Club to thank for his clarity. Um, and I... Also, just I think it's important to note here that this is just a big character moment for him because he is able to come back into the fold and be a leader and still have the emotional intelligence and maturity to tell Puck, no, I'm not shaking your hand. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on this stage together. Oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to fight. We're going to win sectionals. But no, I'm not cool with you. Fuck you. Fuck her. And that's it. And it's also not the thing where he's going to try and like run to Rachel to make himself feel better and to make Quinn feel worse. Like he's not doing any of that. He's just he just needs like he just wants to be alone. But he's also not going to like spit in the faces of Mercedes and Kurt and and uh, Santana and all these other people. And most notably, like you said, Mr. Shu. So um, clear, clear maturity demonstrated here. Uh, You know, also the leadership skills very much present from the beginning to end with with Finn Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't disagree in any way about the whole Puck thing. It's like Puck is an idiot for thinking that he could just, you know, oh, we're we're good. Like, no. Like, yeah, like you even try to talk to him. Like, it's, it's not, just it's no. Not like you didn't like just like steal some Starburst out of my locker. Right. It's <laughs> a whole human being that we're talking about. You're acting like, oh, are we gonna be cool after this? Sorry, I fucked your girl, bro. Got her pregnant, and I'm having her baby. I mean, you're, she's having my baby. Yeah. It's as much as uh, as much as I am a Quinn stand through and through. No, Quinn and Puck absolutely, you know, are both so in the wrong throughout so much of this part of the show of just, you know, making Finn go through all of that while both of them knew that he was not actually the father of the baby and uh, like just insane. Uh, the like, you know, what, what they put him through there. Um, so that's all over there. He's going to go on, you know, the second half of the season starts. Football season's over, so that's good. He's now on the basketball team. He and Quinn are officially broken up, even though he doesn't seem to be exactly over her just yet. But, you know, uh, he, I mean, he, he did like her, but obviously uh, what happened there was not something that he can just forget about over, you know, the, co- the course of the, uh, the winter break. 
Rachel has decided that her and Finn are going to be together, but Finn is not ready to dive right into that. He's still reeling off of everything that just went down, you know, a couple weeks back. Uh, Santana and Brittany end up taking Finn on a date on orders from Sue, and he agrees to go um, because he's like, you know, not trying to be with Rachel right now. He's like, I don't want to do this, Rachel. I'm, you know what? Uh, Santana and Brittany, hot cheerleaders asking me on a date. I'm going to go. Fine. Sure. But the date goes horribly. He realizes uh, pretty quickly that he messed up because uh, uh, Brittany and Santana are, are putting on a whole thing right now and it's like not what he's trying to do so he's like wow uh maybe i should have not turned rachel down so fast too late uh buddy too late uh rachel's gonna meet up with uh jesse st james in this episode and they connect pretty quickly and finn finds out about this he wants all of a sudden obviously now he wants rachel uh once he finds out that that she's unattainable now because she's already fallen into the arms of jesse he ends up like even telling will about it he's like she's dating jesse st james the guy from vocal adrenaline like this is bad for all of us uh not just not just for me and me wanting to be with her um but that's that's the new situation that they're in and he's gonna say you know i'm not giving up on you uh i i want this to to be a thing uh, from now on and uh unfortunately it's just not going to be the case uh just to i guess we can kind of keep most of this together uh finn's going to uh, or jesse's going to end up uh coming to the school he's going to end up joining the new directions at, at a certain point and uh that's not exactly what he was hoping for and obviously there's like some intimidation going on with jesse being a very talented performer and also like having rachel the girl that he wants to be with um and uh just over like it's like towards the later part of the season but over a couple of episodes he's got to uh start to come to terms with the fact that jesse's here because he doesn't seem to be going anywhere until he eventually does um and he you know he wants jesse's girl back he wants to uh win her back over and it's just not happening yeah, uh, I mean he's, I mean he's Finn is quite hurt with everything that's going on between Quinn and fucking everything, um, but I mean he, the feelings that he developed for Rachel were real, and so now that he sort of has more free time and he doesn't have to slave away trying to figure out scholarships and jobs and shit, he's like, oh wow, I can actually go back to being a teenage boy again. Cool. Okay, Rachel, what's up, girl? Holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, now the fact, like you said, the fact that she is unavailable now, um, which is going to be like the last time that Rachel is unavailable for Finn is in his life because let's be honest even yeah. when she was with Brody she was still trying to be with Finn mm-hmm. so um yeah she he of course wants to get in on the action but there's also trouble at home as well because one meddling Kurt who's been meddling all season long is now trying to get his mom or his dad and Finn's mom hooked up together they've been dating they've been going out to breadsticks and movies and spending a lot more time together meeting up at pta meetings and stuff like that and now they're thinking about maybe combining families here finn of course is not down with it at all he's going through the whole you're not my dad phase you're not my Um, dad (laughs) um and He's just he's just not happy. He is taking it out on his mom a bit, too, you know, seeming to suggest that he or that she is trying to forget his father. And he's like uh, carrying around the ashes in the house, threatening to throw them out because, you know, why don't you just throw them out in the rest of the trash with the rest of the stuff that you're throwing out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so his mom like sits him down and is like, look, Finn, look, <laughs> we deserve more than what we have right now. We're getting by. We're struggling. And you don't know any better because that's how it's always been. And I've done a damn good job myself of making sure that you didn't really feel any any weight of financial struggle. But I'm tired. And I deserve to be happy as well. Don't you want me to be happy? 
You didn't even know your dad. You think that he wouldn't want this to happen, but I'm like, I, he, I loved him. He was my husband. Like, I think I know more what he would want for me and for you better than you do who never knew him. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a hard pill for him to swallow, but I think, uh, once again, he demonstrates a little maturity here. And, you know, once he gets over throwing his temper tantrum, because he hasn't really been particularly nice to Bert either. And Bert has been patient because Bert knows, you know, like, look, I know that you're not. I know that you're not my 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 son by blood. I know that I'm not your father. I get it. I don't want to like you know intrude. I get it, especially considering what Bert has gone through and losing his wife and how Kurt has taken that. Um, so, but he does ultimately give Bert a chance. He even lets Bert sit in his dad's chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a it, there's a lot going on with Finn. He wants Jesse. He also wants his mom to be happy, but he's he not wants Jesse. Oh, he wants Jesse's girl. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe fan he does, fan. and that'll be our next fanfic, but I uh, I don't remember that happening. He's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, as far as everything with home, it's like a continuing to say that, you know, the same theme as what I was saying before, things happening to him, and he always feels like nobody's ever consulting him about it. Uh, Bert, is, uh, Bert and Carol cu- uh, got together because of Kurt, and why did Kurt do all of that? Because he was trying to get closer to Finn, which is like, also, like, none of this is what Finn was looking for. Uh, he eventually sees how happy his mom is, and, you know, he wants her to be happy, so he's not going to push hard for this not to happen, especially as she starts to explain to him, like, it's obviously, you know, a lot, I, th- I know we talked about this a lot of immaturity at the time of him just being like and and not necessarily just him like i think a lot of kids that go through this kind of stuff like when they're younger you like if your parents are separated and then uh you know they start to date again like i I imagine it's a common reaction of like you know you don't want somebody else to come in and pretend to be your dad it's like that's just not the deal um so he yeah he like i get why he doesn't like the idea right away uh it's unfortunate to see the way that he like throws a huge fit all about it but you know luckily it doesn't take too long where carol has to like explain to him and then he's eventually comes around also obviously bert is a great guy so he's able to uh you know bert's able to win finn over um but the whole thing yeah it, it ends up being a little rocky because Kurt, who did this all in the first place, is uh, upset about the fact that now Bert and Finn seem to be hanging out like the father-son duo that maybe Bert always wanted, uh, compared to, you know, the relationship that he has with his son, because now, of course, Kurt is gay, and Kurt has an insecurity about that feeling like that he's not the son that his dad wanted. You know, his dad wanted to watch sports games with this kid uh, and, you know, talk about girls or whatever, and he's never been able to have that, and now with Finn... That is that exists for Bert. So Kurt definitely gets upset about that. It's just it's 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 a totally understandable obstacle or not obstacle, just a totally understandable insecurity, I think, for Kurt there. And especially again at a young age, it's something that I think uh, it takes some growing and some time between both of them to understand that, like uh, me being friendly with Finn and like making this family work is not anything against you. And, you know, Kurt does eventually learn that as well. But it's uh, a hard dynamic for him to accept as we see this family really starting to grow. Uh, all the way through this season and then of course when we get to next season and we actually make it a concrete thing but it's uh not an easy road to get there it's not an easy road to get there and yeah i mean he he uh, finn does start spending a lot more time with um with burr and that does really really f with kurt's psyche especially since kurt really was hoping that finn if anybody would want to spend more time with him mm-hmm. which was very deluded and very like poorly thought out it's like if you want your parents to be together that means that you guys would end up being brothers so i don't really know how that was gonna pan out for you but i mean whatever he's 16 he's young he's gay he's lonely he's just trying to find any kind of connection that he can and another way that he tries to do that is by um decorating their room together because they put them in the same room which i think was kind of fucked not because one's gay and one's straight but like your 
combining your families because you guys want to, you know, you guys are dating and you like each other. That's fine. That's great. I love that. But that doesn't mean that your children have to lose their own space. Like they definitely should not have forced them to be in the same mm-hmm. room. That's not fair to either of them. Um, and Kurt is going to take the make the most of it and try to decorate everything. And Finn is not having it. He is not liking the drapes. He's not liking the partition. He's not liking the moist toilet. Um, <laughs> um, and he's definitely not liking the faggy lamp. Um, and he tells that to Kurt. Bert hears that shit, comes running down, asking him, what the hell did you just say to my son? And he's like, I didn't mean it that way. He's like, no, I know what you meant. I used to say that same shit too. And uh, I can't have that around my son. I've worked way too hard and too long to make sure that my son is good. And you're not about to come up in here and fuck that up. And this might end things between me and your mom. But if that's the way it has to be, that's the way it's got to be. Get the hell out of my house. And Finn has been evicted by yeah. a vote. Of- <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> For so long, uh, you know, Finn had been around Kurt. Uh, like he, we, we didn't see any signs at any point in the season prior to any of this. Uh, and you can, uh, you know, argue about even during this where you think that Finn is any kind of like homophobic, that he doesn't like Kurt because he's gay or anything like that. I think the main thing that you pick up is the fact that he, just like I think most teenage boys at his age, straight teenage boys, I should say, um, are just insecure around gay men because they always think that they're hitting on them. Uh, uh, it doesn't help the case when they are actually hitting on them, and that's what Kurt is, you know, adding to the to the situation here. Uh, Kurt is the the crush that he's had on Finn has been, you know, there the whole time, and Finn has been aware of it. Seems like a, a bunch of people are pretty aware of it, you know, or throughout the Glee Club and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, Finn ends up like coming home that one day after the kiss performance in theatricality, and uh, Kurt's like, oh, like let me, you know, use the moist towelette, let me uh, help you wipe off all the makeup, and Finn's like, stop touching me, stop, like stop, you're you're, I I know what you're doing, you just you want to be with your hands on me you want to be watching me he's like I can't even get changed around you because I just don't feel comfortable um, so there's a lot of issues like to get into between the two of them there uh, obviously the way that it all ends up being what you just described of just him dropping the F word to uh, describe the lamp of just I don't know like letting out all of his aggression to, or, or letting out all of his like frustration with his insecurity in regards to all of this it's just a, 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 not a good dynamic for both of them like you said to be forced in the, into this room together to be on top of each other as much as they are uh, as much as Kurt would wish for them to be um, it's just it's not it's not good um, and Finn totally fucks up by you know by saying that by treating by talking to his friend uh, like that this is you know they're not stepbrothers yet but like they're living together now and they've been friends all season long Kurt was the one who took the slushy mm-hmm. for him early on in the season to be like I would do this for you because I like you I am your friend or whatever and yes maybe more feelings got involved along the way but Finn fucked up uh, Bert is teaching him a lesson here by not, not I mean that's not even exactly what he's going for he's trying to protect his son uh but ultimately does teach finn a lesson of like that was way wrong way 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 wrong this is your friend potentially could be your stepbrother at some point um and finn does seem to understand that over time like him and kurt have a hard time getting back on the same page uh, like soon after but like later the the episode closes out yeah. with theatricality where uh finn comes to save the day as kurt is you know about to get bullied again but finn shows up in the gaga of it all too yeah it's a, they they get they get through it pretty quickly, and I like that it takes place in the one episode. Um, and you know, and it's and not to say, like you said before, like not to say that Finn is he's mostly in the wrong here. Like what he did was wrong, what he said was wrong. But I also understand where he's coming from. First of all, you weren't even that you weren't that gung ho about your parents getting together in the first place. Second of all, they stripped you of your space, and now you have to be downstairs in this room with this kid that you really don't know all that well. Third of all, 
Finn's not, I mean, Finn may be dumb, but he's not stupid. And he knows that Kurt has a crush on him. He knows that. So it's very uncomfortable for him because he doesn't have the same feelings back. And I think, I think it's less about Kurt being gay and it's more about just like being uncomfortable with somebody that you know is trying to make advances and you're just, you don't, you're, that, you're not about that life. You're just mm-hmm. not about it. So um, I think I understand why it, he blew up. His word choice is definitely wrong and it was definitely homophobic. Um, so you shouldn't be acting on that. But I, at the same time, I understand him being so frustrated and just like kind of exploding. I get it. Like all, everything in your life is changing. You've had a tumultuous ass year. So, you know, I'm not going to hold it against the guy too much. Yeah, it sucks. Like I said, uh, like we said, for for all parties involved here that this had to go down the way it did. Um, it's a growing exper- experience, I think, for both of these two young kids, uh, Finn in, in tolerance and acceptance and kind of things and like Kurt in not being, you know, not chasing after this straight guy who you're moving in with and all this stuff like like to give boundaries to people and not just assume that you know you have a chance with him just because you made all you made so much happen to get closer and closer to him so yeah it's uh it's messy but that is what happens there and uh pretty much to end out the season like that's going to be the closing stuff on on the family stuff for now we're obviously going to get more in season two but uh we get over to the finale where it's time for regionals uh sue is a judge at regionals and everybody's worried about it rachel's freaking out finn's freaking out the whole club is freaking out but he tries to you know comfort her and say like don't worry we're going to be able to win this we'll, we'll come out on top the two of them are going to do faithfully there at uh, regionals and they, you know, share a kiss right before they go out onto the stage, which is a lot better than sharing a kiss once you're out on the stage that they'll might do later on. Um, and everything seems to go well. They they do, a, you know, a good performance and they're pretty happy with it. But obviously everything does not go well because they don't end up winning. Uh, they have a big loss there, but. Overall, at the end, you know, as the Glee Club altogether uh, realizes that they're going to have another year and everything is actually okay, um, everybody seems to be okay. Quinn had her baby. Uh, they end the season, you know, happy enough. They're friends. Everything is okay. Uh, maybe like, you know, Rachel and Finn are not together at the moment as of right now. Um, but everything seems to be just like at a level where it's like, all right, we're all relaxing for the first time since the school year started. And uh, that's definitely uh, much needed for all these kids as they prepare for yet a whole nother season of this um but before we get too far away from season one i also we kind of skipped over uh santana and finn sleeping together in the uh the madonna episode right so that's definitely worthwhile to talk about uh yeah while he was you know not having rachel because she was out with jesse uh santana swooped in to try to take finn's virginity in a very business-like manner like yo so you and i should definitely do it i think that uh this would be good for your reputation (laughs) and he ends up taking her up on the offer jesse and rachel are totally doing it like she can't like you see her you you can practically smell it on her like so why don't you just come on over to this motel did they have to get a motel they really couldn't find it any other place to go well carol does seem <laughs> to be walking around the house with a basket of laundry every day so like uh <laughs> she oh, might yeah. walk in on them i guess that's true i guess that's true i don't know what santana's <laughs> home life is like but uh well we kind of do but yeah we don't know much about it at this time so yeah the motel it is and they they do it uh he's not honest with rachel about it because rachel tells him that you know her and jesse did not go through with it and finn's like oh yeah um you know totally did did not go through it either <laughs> but he did uh he lost his virginity there to santana and rachel did not and that's going to come up again later so definitely have to point that out at the very least but yeah he's uh had himself quite a season he has season two baby i guess Finn and Rachel spent all summer together. They have been dating 
everything seems peachy keen. It's the start of a new year. They got Glee Club again. Everyone is excited to be back um, for the school year. They got to recruit some new members. And Finn would like to, you know, sort of like be an integral part of that process. Uh, they lost Matt because Matt, I forget what the excuse they used for Matt, but Matt is gone. So they really need some more guy voices. Um, and they also got a new football coach. So Finn is really trying to acclimate himself to the new coach and um, still maintain his spot as the star quarterback because, yes, he is still in Glee Club, but he doesn't want the rest of the school to think that he can't do both. And so um, he's having to defend his – he's multitasking again, defending his quarterback position as well as being proactive in finding another member for the Glee Club. Um, Yeah, um, Artie is also going through it right now, and he's going to enlist the help of Finn to help him get on the football team. He lost Tina over the summer because Mike Chang and Asian Camp and Abs happened. Um, and so he just needs something to feel popular. And so Finn agrees. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not, buddy? Well, I'll just try and help you get on the, on the on the football team. Of course, Coach Beast, who's already going through it with Sue and Will, is thinking that this is some sort of prank um, to make him look bad. And so he just kicks Finn right off the team and who should swoop in but take Finn's spot as the quarterback? But one Sam Evans, the very guy that Finn tried to recruit for the Glee Club. So it's just, it's a mess right off the bat. It started off so happy, and then all of a sudden it just goes straight downhill for him. Yeah, it seems like he's uh, got things back together. If he's he's with Rachel, he's like on the football team again. Everything is going decently well. He's recruiting Sam. Things to you know, he's uh, feeling like this could be a good year. And then yeah, uh, the quarterback is no longer going to be his position. He gets kicked off the team. It's just a mess. He's literally yeah tries out for the Cheerios. <laughs> Nothing is working. He's uh, about to hit another decline in the fall from popularity of it all. Uh, we see Azimio and Karofsky are going to end up taking his jacket from him saying he can't wear it anymore because he's not on the team they almost get into a huge fight but luckily Artie's there to break him up um and uh rachel ends up saying something to finn that really triggers uh you know a- another uh road bump in their new happy relationship because she tells him that she's happy he's not on the team anymore uh, football has always been finn's life and it's always been you know we we've already covered this right but uh he like football was his thing. And the fact that he got kicked off the football team wasn't just like when some of the Cheerios get kicked off the Cheerios, it's like, we're like, Oh, okay, whatever. Like they're still fine. They seem to be okay. Finn getting kicked off the football team, like broke him. I think more than we even see what happened with, you know, than we see on the show. Um, and Rachel is like, you know, this is like her insecurity coming out because now that Finn wouldn't be on the football team, like if his popularity goes down, so what, at least she'll be able to have him all to herself. Like, she's like, I want to be the only thing that makes you happy. That makes you feel good. And, and Finn is like, I can't believe that you would say that. Like, why would you want me to t- to to lose something that makes me so happy and that makes me feel so good? Uh, they can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Or he can't believe it. Santana and Brittany walk by the hallway while they're talking about this and start making fun of Rachel. And Finn says nothing. And Rachel's like, why didn't you say anything? And he's like, well, they have a point. Like, what's the- he, he gets pretty pissed off at her. Uh, so Rachel's going it, to... It's a, such a mess here. This is the Brittany episode, by the way. And Rachel, you know, tries to get back at him by showing up to school in her baby uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time outfit, which all the boys are staring at her. And now Finn's going to end up being the insecure one. So this whole episode is uh, for the two of them about, you know, uh, Rachel made her point and they both realize that they can't control each other because if Rachel wants to dress like that and get all the boys' attention, then she can. If Finn wants to be on the football team and 
and have some cheerleaders wanting to date him or wanting to be with him, whatever, that's going to happen. But if they just agree to like be together and not let all these insecurities get in the way, they might be okay. But this is Rachel Berry that we're dealing with. So it's not going to be that easy. So yeah, he uh, has a hard time, you know, dealing with all that. Of course, by the end of this episode, he is going to end up back on the football team. Um, But even once that happens, Rachel doesn't make it easy for him. She's going to give him an ultimatum and say, you have to choose me or football. Just so damn stupid. It's like you would not have given him this ultimatum had he still been on the team. But now that he's out of the team and you find you like you find him in his clutch in your clutches, you want for him to make this decision. Um, and that's just that's some crazy girl shit right there. And if I were Finn, I would have broken up with her immediately uh, because like like what this is actually psychotic, Rachel. Like what are you doing? Um, and he is hesitant to choose, which is going to make her upset. Which okay, girl, bye. Like fine. Like, good luck finding somebody else on the football team. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding somebody else, period. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's just all about yeah, Rachel's insecurities he, uh, here. She's just, she's, it's all about her insecurities. She's, and thankfully, he gets put back. He gets put back on the team and he chooses the fucking team because it makes him happy. So, yeah. why is if, if, if Finn were to go to Rachel and be like, oh, so you can either be in the Glee Club or with me, she like, what, dump what, his like, ass in two what, seconds. What? Like, get the hell out of here. And so, Quinn knows that all this is going on and, well, she doesn't know. Well, she is aware because Rachel's going to tell her, and Rachel's going to orchestrate this entire thing of having Quinn go up to Finn and be like, "Okay, so you're you're on the court. You're back to being the quarterback. I'm head cheerleader. Our statuses are growing. We should definitely get back together." And Finn is like, "You know what? No. Um, me and Rachel aren't really good right now, but I still really care for her and I have a lot of strong feelings. So it's probably just I'm I'm going to roll with Rachel for now." And Rachel sees that this happens and is like, oh, my God, he actually loves me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, girl. He's like, the only exception and I'm what a waste of a song. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 really about her. Uh, Finn gets dragged down with the absurdity of Rachel Berry for one of many times throughout their time together of just like, you know, he's out here trying to live his life and she comes through like a wrecking ball to be like, no, you have to pick me first. I need to know that you are picking me first. And, you know, it is what it is there. So uh, he does, you know, pass the test essentially with with Rachel slash Quinn there of being like, no, I want to, you know, still give this a shot with Rachel and see how it goes. But they did spend the entire summer together and Quinn did did put him in a bad situation last year. So even though he does definitely still have some feelings for her, he's putting his attention towards Rachel for now. Uh, we're going to go ahead to the grilled cheeses episode, which what a episode, what a damn episode. Um, uh, I mean, aside from the insanity of them using the grilled cheeses as the device for some storytelling here of uh, why some ridiculous stuff happens in Finn's life and, you know, whatever. Um, we it, it is still kind of like at first glance i'm like is this episode even important but it, it kind of is because a lot of things kind of like storylines continue to get tied up or uh begin even with this obviously bert has the heart attack uh in this episode and finn is you know a little upset because nobody had told him about it so uh this is just furthering the uh like the the family of it all and him trying to uh just just to like show Kurt, like I want to, if we're if I'm gonna be a part of this family, like you have to tell me things. You can't just hide this from me. Uh, he's got Rachel in his ear, who's trying to talk to him about raising Jewish kids, and since she says since he agrees to do that, she's like, oh, go go ahead, kiss, uh, touch my boobs, not kiss my boobs. <laughs> you can touch my boobs. Oh wow. Uh, it's uh, it, it is a pretty wacky episode, but I don't know. Some stuff happens here with the uh, with Sam and the quarterback. It's just. 
it's it's wild <laughs> it's wild yeah it's all about it's all about you know spirituality and you know the existence of god and all of that told in a wacky comedic way and yeah. i mean he he, he sees G- Jesus in this grilled cheese and calls him grilled Jesus. And, you know, he sees things actually happening in his life when he puts some reliance on the grilled Jesus, like Rachel letting him get to what was that? Is that considered second base? I don't know the bases. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's probably second touching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he uh, asks to be quarterback again. And then during a play, Sam gets hurt and he gets reinstated as a quarterback. So he's beginning to realize, oh my goodness, like this actually might be happening. Um, all the while, Bert does have his heart attack. He is the last one to find out about it, which makes him really upset with Kurt because even though he's not his real son, like he will be his stepson eventually. So it's like, you know, what, what the hell? Like, why not tell me what's going on? Um, but he. And, like, I think at the end of the episode, he realizes that, like, it really wasn't the grilled cheeses that did all of that for him. And he's not really sure about the existence of God, especially given all the stuff that's happening with Bert right now and how nothing seems to be working no matter who is praying for him. So um, he, I mean, he's just, you know, I think he's going through what a lot of people go through, especially at a younger age, like questioning the the indoctrination of religion in their lives and how much of it is true. If any of it is, is it is it all true? And if it's not true, does it really matter? If it makes you feel good, like as long as you have something to believe in, so that you're not not floating around the earth, all that kind of stuff is tied mm-hmm. up in this episode. And mm-hmm. I, I like I like Road Cheese. I think it's definitely an underrated episode. Of oh, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Our our during our rewatch, I think both of us gave it zero slushies. I think we uh, had fun with it, and I'm excited to revisit it uh, someday. Probably, you know. Get a get a fun guest to uh, come watch that back with us and tell us how crazy we were for zero slushying it, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good stuff there. When he goes to Emma and finds out from Emma, who's just like this Finn, like there's logical explanations for all of this. Like, I'm not trying to discredit your uh, your new interest your in God. religion, but it just comes out of nowhere, and it's like there is like reasoning for all of the things that happen. Like the guy on the football team was like not doing the right thing, so that's why Sam got hurt. Rachel and you made a connection, so that's why Rachel let you touch her boobs, um, and you know whatever everything you know everything kind of uh, made sense there so eventually he Girl's goes ahead like, and that's that's why she let you touch her boobs <laughs> and then he eventually eats his uh days old grilled cheese so uh jesus going down the hatch there in Finn i Hudson. could go for some grilled cheese i went to a restaurant one time that gave you this like flight of shot glasses but they were like large shot glasses filled with tomato soup all in a row i think it was four of them and then on the rim of each uh, tomato soup glass was like a slice of a grilled cheese sandwich, like but like smaller, and it looked so cool and so good. And I think the rim was also like had like cheese on it as well. It looked so cool, but the entire thing was non-alcoholic. It was just tomato soup and grilled cheese. And I wish I could remember the name of the restaurant so I could go back and try it because it looked fantastic. Okay, well, I guess I know what both of us are having for dinner today. Uh, A nice grilled cheese or a nice little snack after we're done here. Um, Yeah, so we'll see if any of those grilled cheeses pop up with uh, Jesus on them. Probably not, but you never know. Um, Going forward, Finn and Rachel are going to be, you know, kind of in lockstep. Uh, Sam joins the Glee Club. They put up this whole plan to get Sam to uh, win the duets competition so that they can make sure that he stays within the Glee Club because they realize how much they need him. Uh, Finn ends up coming to Kurt in this episode talking about how like you know with all of what they had gone through last year he's like you need to not do this with sam because you're gonna ruin sam's life by like ru- 
ruining his reputation and people are going to think things about him, which is like a whole other story in itself. I feel like that is more for like the Kurt podcast, but um, especially because it's like, it's not just Finn. Bert's also saying that to him as well. And Kurt does end up, you know, backing out of the duet with Sam, but more on that to come. Um, and yeah, just Finn and Rachel, they just know how good they are. They know that they're so good that they have to let Sam win the competition. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's just going to be all about them. And how dare the two of them hog up the spotlight? That would just be awful. So Quinn and Sam go on, win the competition. Rachel and Finn give a pretty wild performance. I can't even remember what it is or what it's called or anything like that. And I don't care. Uh, do you know? What was that? What was that called? Uh uh with you on born again yes 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 uh i love that song i love it that they obviously they do it to be offensive because they want sam and quinn to fucking win they're trying to slide the votes in their favor and then of course when they don't win they're like oh my god i can't believe this this is ridiculous oh my god like this is crazy how did we not win you guys are all uncultured swines but no you guys dressed up in a uh schoolgirl catholic girl outfit and a priest talking about with you on born again shit like it's disgusting um with cat the audience no less yeah i think the bigger uh storyline that comes uh you know an episode later here uh that like is actually kind of more important for finn's character uh in rocky horror when we see him uh getting the role of brad uh just something that we haven't touched on yet because it hasn't really come up much yet uh finn is somebody who either gets teased about every so often or just kind of generally has some insecurities with his body um which is you know just a wild thing for us at watching and looking at finn and seeing that there is nothing wrong with his body but of course everybody you know goes through their own journey of you know how they feel about their own bodies um and it doesn't help that you have people like santana and britney talking about you know we want to see the hot mess under finn sure we want to see like they make fun of his nipples like every opportunity it's just so much uh happening there but i I don't know there's just uh you know some some stuff in this episode about all that where he ends up working out with sam and Artie, and sam's trying to help him out it's like sam you're you're no help to anybody like you just lift up your shirt and it's like that's what makes people insecure uh but he's like dude you just gotta own it you just gotta Mm -hmm. walk around the hallways and like show people what you got which he does he walks through the hallways in his boxers and gets suspended fat he's not even fat i don't get it uh the, I, I i don't know why this bothers me so much because it's just like it's just so unbelievable to me like and i know that people can have issues with their body regardless like i'm i'm you know i'm skinny and sometimes i'm like ugh, like look at me it's like bones so like, i get it but like at the end of the day i also know that i'm like fit and that i'm healthy and that like you know my body is okay you know what i mean and granted i'm 26 so or up 27 now Forgot I had a birthday. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> you know, granted, I'm 27, and so like I, it, you know, I, I'm a little mature and can kind of like see that for what it is. But I don't know, like Finn. Like when I look at Finn, I'm like, ooh, I like Finn. Like I, I try to jump his bones. Like the fact that he's like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you okay. you uh, you would have had a great show if you were in the hallway that day where he's walking around in his underwear. But no, he got suspended I'd for it. I'd be like, woo, yeah, take it off, baby. Um, Will ends up, you know, getting his punishment reduced to a warning so Finn doesn't actually have to leave the school. But, you know, by the end of the episode, I think everybody is able to come to a better solution. He puts on a shirt, right, for uh, to be Brad. Or he, he, like, ends up wearing more clothes than they originally had planned for him when they do the show for themselves. So uh, we're all okay on that end of things. Yeah, Rocky, but- yeah, they give him a shirt, yeah. Yeah, but overall, like, the point being of just something to keep an eye on throughout, you know, the time that we spend with Finn that he does get picked on a lot for his body and it does not make sense to either of us um, why people are picking on him for that and I think the insecurity often comes from the fact that people are pointing things out like Santana and Brittany so um, you know hopefully hopefully that is the reason which is a weird thing to say because like hopefully it's not just him feeling that way it's just the two of them being terrible to him but you know 
Isn't it crazy how those are the characters that we like stand the most and they're like out here making fun? I know, of right? It's like, oh, we, we're going to have fun with that. Um, anyway, uh, Amon, lead us into the barrel wedding. It's time to get married. Bart. I mean, Bert. Um, yeah. Carol and Bert are finally tying the knot. They announce it to Kurt and Finn while they're at school. Finn's a little apprehensive still because, you know, whole, you're not my dad is still within his bones. But he's ultimately, you know, pretty happy for the two of them. But here's the rub. Karovsky has been picking on Kurt for some time now. But before this episode even happened, he's been picking on Kurt. Sort of like been going unchallenged. I mean, even uh, Mr. Shu doesn't do much about it. And he actually witnesses Kurt getting pushed. So it's just like a lot has been going on um, for Kurt. Uh, and Kurt has been in charge of like doing a lot of the planning, helping out with like the dancing. Um, and he has Bert come to the school so that they can start rehearsing together. Uh, and Karas is going to walk by and do like a little like kissy face motion to Kurt, which Bert sees. And he's like, what, what, what the hell was that? Um, Finn is like, you need to tell him what's going on, Kurt. And Kurt is like, okay, this guy's been bullying me. I mean, I've been handling it. And, I mean, that was all that Bert needed to hear. He goes after Karofsky real fast, lets him know, like, you better not fuck with my son again. And then he turns on Finn, like, what the hell have you been doing this entire time? Like, how come I'm finding out about this now? You're telling Kurt to tell me? Why didn't you tell me? More importantly, why didn't you kick this guy's ass? Like, what am I, like, what, I'm a parent. Y'all got me looking crazy in this school. Like, what, what what's going on? Um, and so it's, uh, it's not the best energy to be walking into the wedding with. They keep all of this from Carol, which I never really liked. I felt like Carol really needed to be here for this conversation. I mean, I understand what they were trying to go for here. They probably wanted this to be, you know, because it's the homophobia thing tends to be such a male-centric thing in TV shows. So I kind of understand why they kept it between all three, the, the three guys. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like they kind of they had Carol looking crazy at the wedding when Carol's like, oh, I'm most proud of how you become a brother to Kurt. Like, I'm just so proud of you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he's out here turning a blind eye to Karofsky because he doesn't want to cause any friction on the football team. Right. It's just, it's a mess. The rest of the guys, like, this is, this is the episode where the guys, like, try to band against Karofsky, right? Or is that in a later episode? Um, I feel like it's this episode. Yeah, because they, yeah, they they all gather around in the uh, locker room and they all, you know, sh- uh, come to Kurt's defense, but Finn's nowhere to be found. So the whole thing is about how Finn is literally just like not involved in any of this. And the, uh, it's like, what are you doing? This is, this guy's about to be your stepbrother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's, I mean, and Karofsky threatened to kill Kurt too. Like yes. it's not even just like pushing and stuff like that. It's, He's threatening his life, and it's mm-hmm. it's getting way out of hand. But um, that now he doesn't have to only deal with that. At the damn wedding, Santana's like, "Oh yeah, remember when we fucked to some Madonna in a motel?" <laughs> I do. And if you ever want to get this again, I suggest that you uh, you know, ditch Rachel because you know I'm trying to be popular too, bitch. And why are you hanging around with Rachel? And Kurt's like, or Finn's like, I don't like with Santana. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Plus, you just, like, called me fat today, so I'm really not feeling that attractive in front of you. Like, what's going on here? Um, so he has to deal with that. Santana's threatening to tell Rachel. The wedding happens. He gets guilted by his mom without his mom even knowing it. But then he just delivers this really impassioned speech where he tells Kurt, like, look, you and me, we're brothers now. We're Furt. So I will have your back. I know that you've always had mine. And I'll do better. I know that I always haven't been there for you, but I'm gonna. I promise you that I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna change and I'm gonna get this shit together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Good episode. He's got so much happening here uh, because it's like the, the. I think the main theme of the episode, at least as it pertains to Finn, is like 
his popularity is now coming into direct conflict with not like just his glee life, with his home life, like with with everything with mm-hmm. Kurt now. It's like uh, you like he's he's now feeling like he has to choose between standing up for the guy that's about to be his stepbrother or just kind of pushing that to the side, letting him deal with that on his own, letting the glee guys come to help him out and like know that like I'm sure he'll be okay, right? If I even if I'm not the one involved, like he'll be fine. And dealing with the and, and now you know the Sam is trying to be the quarterback again, so like popularity is because is still always been an issue but like that's kind of coming to the forefront again which is why santana comes to him saying like if you want to stay on top like if you want to be popular at the school maybe you should go around and actually tell people about how we slept together i guess she's been nice enough (laughs) if you can say that to uh keep it a secret for now but that's not going to last too long uh but she's like you haven't told rachel you haven't told anybody like if you want a popularity boost if you want to guarantee that quarterback uh quarterback spot stays yours uh you probably need to tell people about it and he doesn't want to hurt rachel so he's got like so many things happening all at once so when the speeches come out, I mean, if you can like separate it for a second, which I usually do when I hear Bert and Carol giving their their vows, it's like, okay, wow, these are really nice. They're 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 just so genuine. Of like, you know, both both of the adults saying, you know, to Kurt, one to Finn, about like, I'm so happy to now have you in my life alongside my kid already, uh, so that we can form this family and everything is going to be great. And it really just starts to click with uh, Finn about. This is my family now, and I have not been there for Kurt, and I need to fix that. So yeah, he sings just the way you are to Kurt. He tries to say from the, you know from this point on, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. But uh, unfortunately for him, he's not really going to have the opportunity because we get back to school, we find out that Karofsky, who had been expelled by Sue, was ending uh, was and en- uh, they ended up letting him back into the school from you know not Sue's decision. So Kurt is not happy with that. Obviously, he does not feel safe at the school anymore. He talks to Bert and Carol, and uh, again, kind of behind. Finn's back. Finn finds out about some family stuff after everybody else does again. Um, But Kurt is going to head off to Dalton. He is transferring schools. He does not want to do this anymore. He does not want to live under these conditions on a day-to-day basis anymore, which is fully understandable. But Finn is just upset. He's like, you know, I I was so ready. I was going to help you out. I was going to beat up all the bullies. And it's like, I mean, Finn, you did kind of lose your opportunity for that. Like, Eh, a little too late. Uh, so Kurt's uh, look, it's, mm-hmm. it's good. It's fine. It sucks that Karofsky is back, but Kurt is getting out. Kurt is going to find a school, going to a school that is going to accept him, that he's going to have people that are, that he can relate to other gay people. Uh, imagine that. And uh, he's, he's looking forward to it. So it's an emotional episode for all of the rest of the Glee kids alongside Finn who are just like, you know, this, this sucks that um, he's gone, but what are you going to do? He's on his way out. And uh... that's that. Mercedes walking up to Kurt and saying his name before he just walks away always gets me. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's quite sad. No. It's quite, quite sad. Um, but as we, as you, you know, we're mentioning with Santana, Santana, yeah, she can't hold it in much longer. We get into the uh, special education episode along with, uh, you know, as we go towards Christmas, uh, she can't hold it in anymore. She has to tell Rachel that she slept with Finn. Rachel is horrified. Finn does not know what to say or what to do. Uh, Rachel ends up going to Puck to uh, seek some advice, some comfort, some kissing, uh, as she is very pissed off at Finn. Uh, Rachel throws uh, a whole fit because everybody knew about this happening besides her. Everybody else knew. And Finn says to her, he's like, you're not even you're not even like mad that it happened. You're mad because it was Santana, like specifically. And it's like, Finn, uh, not the point. Not 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 the point. You still did that. You you were not honest with her. Um, not that he had any obligation to be with Rachel at the time. Rachel was with Jesse, but he, he lied to her. Uh, and the fact that they've been together for this mm-hmm. whole season and he never told her the truth that, you know, uh, she's out here still thinking this whole time that Finn's still a virgin and that whenever they have their first time together, it's going to be special for both of them for that reason. But Finn, no, he's not a virgin. He slept 
left with Santana and Rachel does not know about it. So now that she does know, uh, that's that. Um, after sectionals is over, they do end up talking to see if they can work it all out. Rachel is going to, though, be honest with him and now tell him that she made out with Puck. She was mad at Finn <laughs> and she turned to Noah Puckerman. And that obviously did not go anywhere because Puck felt bad and didn't want to screw over his friend again. Um, but just like this is like like the second or t- third time that this happened. I mean, earlier in the season with the whole like quitting football or not being on the football team and then getting back and then Rachel with the ultimatum. Now we're back in this of just like spinning in circles in the same one episode because now Finn is pissed off at her for purposely cheating on him with Puck. So they break up. They're like, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, Rachel's upset because they literally just had like a nice, long, deep conversation about how we're going to work through things. We're not going to break up we're gonna make sure we're strong together and finn's like but i didn't think you were gonna go cheat with puck like like that's the, that wasn't part of the conversation that we just had so we end <laughs> the first part of that season of, of season two with the two of them no longer together because they just can't get on the same page they, they're both immature they're both going through you know get, uh, getting back at each other this that it's just it's a mess so yeah haul out the drama Hang out your boyfriend to dry, cause you're a jealous little bitch. You can't handle not being the center of attention. <laughs> cause Rachel is a little bitch. And oh no, not that song. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I mean he, she tries and tries and tries to get back with him for Christmas and Rachel's like no. Or uh, Finn's like no. Do you understand what just happened? You know how saying like I had two girls in a year, both of them have cheated on me with the same guy, one of which ended up in uh, a child being born. So no, I'm not no no. And I understand that I lied to you. I understand that I was wrong for that. I understand that. But I didn't cheat on you. You went and cheated on me with him specifically. No, so no. Mm-hmm. So she, she uh, he no, did not really have the best Christmas in either did she. No, she's be- you know, begging him to come back together and definitely using the holiday spirit that Finn has within him to try to make it work. But it's just it's not happening. He's like, nope, I'm done. So that's it. He's like, you know, he's two girlfriends now. They've both cheated on him. He's he's had enough and he's not trying to do that. So that is how things end off around Christmas time. Of course, we're going to get going still in the rest of season two as uh, things pick back up for the second part of the season. Uh, Puck and Finn actually end up, you know, deciding that even if they're not going to be friends, uh, the football team is falling apart. The football team has always sucked as far as we've seen, like even when the early days when Finn was the quarterback in season one, they've always been terrible. Uh, They literally needed Kurt to come in and help them win a game. Like it's just, they've been bad. Um, So they decide that they need to work together because the only way they're going to win at all with this dysfunctional team is if they decide to you know, be allies at the very least. This is the Sue Sylvester shuffle, of course, and uh, Finn and Quinn are going to uh, kind of talk. I don't want to say it's like talking for the first time in the season, although it definitely might be because Quinn's been shacked off with uh, with Sam and Rachel's been uh, with Finn. So Finn comes to Quinn because she decided to. You just said shacked off, and it sounded like something else. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> but I uh, might say that at some point when we read more fan fiction. <laughs> Um, not the he-he-he-he-he. So, yeah, Quinn decided to leave the Glee Club along with Brittany and Santana because of the whole, like, Sue made them choose one or the other. 
a very common trope on the show. Uh, they all chose Sue, and uh, he's going to come to them saying that you guys should come back. Uh, you know that your heart is with the Glee Club and all this kind of stuff. He even gets in a fight with Sam at one point, like because he seems to be like coming down hard on Quinn, being like, the Glee Club is where you belong. And Sam's like, get out of my girl's face. And it's like, Sam, you probably don't want to do that because she doesn't even like you that much, but it's fine. Um, they perform that pretty awesome halftime show. They get all the other football team members back, and Finn ends up scoring the touchdown to win the game. So all's well. That ends well over there. And after the game, Finn and Quinn talk. She thanks him for reminding her of the fact that, you know, the Glee Club means so much to her. And she's complimenting him on his leadership skills, both, you know, on and off the field. It's, it reminds her of why she loved him in the first me place. Why I loved you. And before they can walk away, they oh, share girl. a kiss. And then. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he, if, he, if he, like, Quinn or Finn, you need to sit down somewhere. Like, sit down. He just wants to kiss know. girls and go to go to gym class. That's but all he wants to do. Talked about like how you don't want to be with Rachel because she cheated on you. You didn't want to be with Quinn either because she cheated on you. And now you're trying to like make out with Quinn, who's already with Sam. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> this is so stupid. And he knows it's stupid. He knows it is. But no, he's not going to give up because he's going to set up a whole kissing booth just to get. Her to kiss him again, and Quinn, you know, she at least tries to stop it from happening. But Sam's dumbass is gonna find it suspicious that she hasn't kissed him, which is just crazy on Sam's part. And so ultimately, Finn is gonna get what he wants, but it's not also without Rachel also trying to get what she wants. Like she's apologized so many times, she's like, "Why won't you just take me back?" And Finn's like, "Look, Rachel, you're better than all of us in this place." Here's the gift that I was going to give you. It's a star because you are a star and you're going to bright. You're going to shine bright. And you don't need me to tell you that. You don't need me at all. Like just we can't be together right now. It doesn't mean that I don't believe in you. So he's still, you know, he's still being kind, but he's got his uh, his his eyes set on Quinn. Quinn gives in. They meet up in uh, the auditorium kiss. But this is after Finn or Santana has given Finn mono. So <laughs> they both end up sick the next day. They have to go to the damn nurse's office and lay in bed to wait for their moms to pick them up. Uh, and Quinn is like, look, we can't do this anymore. This is so stupid. I got pregnant when I cheated the first time. Now I'm getting mono. Obviously, the universe is trying to tell me something. You need to figure out what you're doing with Rachel. And I need to figure out what I'm doing with Sam. And until we figure that out, we can't even think about being together. Uh, and Finn is like, well, no, I, I kind of want to keep going. Quinn leaves. Rachel comes to talk to him. Um, and she asks him, like, did you kiss her? And of course he's like, yeah. And she, he's like, what did you feel? He said, fireworks. And she was like, so you didn't feel those with me? And he didn't really answer. He was like, it was kind of different with you. And which sort of, you know, sets Rachel off to go ahead and sing her little Katy Perry duet. But for <laughs> Finn, it's just like, <sighs> this is like the mess era for me. Like this part of the season, yeah. it's just, this it's all, just, a flop. it's he's all, a all flop. of them being messy. It's like, we got past the point of setting up the dynamic between all of them. We know that Finn and Rachel like each other and probably will end up together. We know that Quinn is not like probably end game, but like that still exists there. So we're just kind of like, we have a lot of time now. We know that Glee is a popular show. We're going to have plenty of seasons ahead of us. So now we're just kind of being all over the place with things. So yeah, I mean, the fact that they get mono, they're, they're both cheat or not both cheating. Quinn's cheating and Finn this and that. And it's just uh, a lot happening here. So yeah, Finn, I mean, we're just kind of allowing 
allowing room to separate Finn from Rachel so that we have Quinn coming back into the picture and, you know, putting more stakes into things like, are they even going to be able to get together? Because obviously Rachel sees Finn and Quinn back together and that's not going to be good for her because uh, she still does like him. She's been wanting to get him back and now he's back with his ex. So that's not good. Um the two of them obviously have to, like, you know, put on a lie here. They try to tell Sam that Quinn was only giving him mouth to mouth after he was choking on a gumball. Uh, and Quinn is going to try to go back to Sam uh, to, you know, uh, to be with him again. But that's obviously not going to last very long because eventually Santana is going to tell uh, Sam about the truth. And Sam is going to break up with her and, uh, you know, start to make out with Santana instead. Uh, the Meanwhile, uh, Finn is, uh, you know, Finn and Rachel aren't going to, uh, I'm sorry, Finn and Quinn aren't going to exactly be together right now because she was trying to be with Sam. Uh, he ends up uh, a nice, a nice moment, I guess. He's trying to help Rachel out while she's trying to do original songs for nationals. And he, you know, is trying to convince her to write some songs, prove everybody wrong. And then they're both uh, to, not they're not together at Rachel's party in uh, Blame It on the Alcohol, but you know Finn's sober and Rachel's like all over him while she's drunk. So he's like, "You're you're very needy right now. I need you to calm down." So uh, we we know for yeah, sure he goes that through all of the all of the drunks. I'm like, how did you get all this information, Finn? Like, he goes to the happy drunk. The he's yeah, he's drunk. got all the he's got all the information there. I was like, oh, this is definitely not your first party, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it was. It's uh, Mr. Popular. So uh, I guess the uh, action kind of picks up again uh, around the sexy episode where they're going to actually Finn and Quinn are going to start dating again. Sam's out of the picture and the two of them are going to get back together all in secret. And uh, Finn is uh, expecting or thinking that this is all about, you know, Quinn wanting to be popular. But she's like, no, you belong with me. I belong with you. And what we know to be true is, of course, that Quinn is desperately wanting to be prom queen. That's all that she's all about for like two seasons in a row. And now we're getting closer and closer to prom. She wants Finn by her side. She's like, I belong with you. You belong with me. We should have been each other's first. Um, you know, first loves are supposed to be for, uh, you know, love forever. And uh, that's that's what the deal is between the two of us. Quinn even ends up kind of like putting Rachel in this big pit of insecurity. And Rachel goes off to like write her own song based on the way that Quinn makes her feel because Quinn's with Finn. And uh, there's definitely a lot of awkwardness between all of them right now. And Rachel goes on stage. She sings, get it right there at regionals. And uh, she tells Finn, you know, listen to every word I'm saying, every single word that I'm singing, because you're not supposed to be with Quinn. You're supposed to be with me. And uh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know how I'm supposed to get you back, but it's got to happen. <laughs> got to get you back. I want you back. I want and I want you back. Uh. Um, yeah, this is, um, I mean, okay, I guess, like, like, do, do we, huh? does Ra- do Rachel and Finn really need to go through all of this just to be together? I mean, I don't, I, I at some point in season two, like you said, this is really messy. And at some point I'm like, if y'all like each other, then just be together. Why do we have to go through the whole Quinn thing? Why do we have to go through the whole uh, uh, Puck thing? Can, can like, why do we have to go through so much in season two? It's such an elongation. Offer them to go ahead and ultimately ruin their chances at nationals. I'm just like, 
Yeah, at the very least, like let me be clear, at least from my perspective of things, uh, it's it's like it's hard for storytelling when we go through the podcast and when we go through the season, like when we were watching it all play out. Like that's why season two is like so good, and that's why it's regarded as like probably the best, if not you know season two or three. You know, take your pick. Everybody uh, comes down on different sides of the aisle there, but uh, season two I think is so good because it's so messy at all these different points. But when you're looking for like the through line of Finn's story, it is all over the place, and that's why it's kind of like hard to pitch uh, to piece all this stuff together. It's going to be the same for Rachel. It was the same for Quinn because it is just all up and down. So does, does this need to be happen uh, happening in terms of like their specific story? Um, who, who's to say? But as far as like, you know, con- com- making compelling episodes of this show, um, I, I do get why this is all happening. So, yeah, uh, the, you know, Finn and Quinn are going to be together. Rachel's definitely jealous about it. Uh, we go into an episode where there's whole, I mean, this is so not important to like the overall scheme of things, but like uh, just continuing the fact this dynamic between the three of them. Uh, there's like the rumor about Sam and Quinn and Kurt and uh, Finn and Rachel end up going on a stakeout to like find out what's happening and Quinn confronts him about it and they're like no we're not cheating we're not doing anything uh, they sing I don't want to know together and Rachel comments on like you know Finn and I are a lot better duets we probably stood still should do the nationals performance together and Quinn's like uh, no uh, my relationship comes first you will not be singing with my my boyfriend absolutely not and uh, Rachel ends up singing go your own way and Quinn's like why are you still singing to him like leave him alone he's not yours he's mine I have him bitch go away i'm going to prom with him he's gonna be my prom king <laughs> yeah um she uh is uh singing uh what is he singing in this episode while they're dancing um jar of hearts huh for for the for the prom episode oh 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 i thought you were talking about rumor still i was like what no no for the prom episode like she because Quinn is like all about, you know, oh, yeah, we need to be you need to be my prom queen. Like, it's not going to work out between the two of you. And yes. then she's going to go ahead and sing this <laughs> really, really heavy handed uh, version you are as Quinn is like directly looking her looking at her in the eye like, bitch, we've been over this before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I always wonder if Quinn, or I always wonder if Finn like realizes what's happening. Probably not, because like we said before, Finn is like he's not stupid, but he's dumb. So he probably didn't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, she she really, uh, you know, tries to 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 lay into Rachel here about Finn, unbeknownst to Finn. Finn is just thinking that this is, you know, this is just how his life is going to be now with Quinn, I guess. Um, but the rumors, this episode of kind of ultimately what pushes them back together anyway. So once again, another like elongation of like the sort of detail of Finn and Rachel. Yes. Yep. And it all leads up to prom for now, uh, where the two of them are, you know, Finn and Quinn are going to go to prom together. Quinn, like I said, wants to be prom queen, no matter what it costs, what it takes to get her there. Uh, Rachel's back. I'm not Rachel. uh, Rachel's been in town. Jesse's back in town. And uh, they're going to end up going to prom together because, well, not exactly, but he goes along with Rachel and Mercedes and Sam. So essentially goes with her. Uh, Finn is going to confront her about it. But Rachel's like, you have no right to tell me who who I can and can't go to prom with. You broke up with me, right? Like, so this is not happening. It's like, well, yeah, he broke up with you because you cheated on him. So like, I get what you're saying, but still not the greatest defense. Um, And then while they're at prom together, Finn and Jesse get into a nice big fight fight uh and they both get kicked out of the prom which ruins the whole night for quinn even though she did not win the prom queen anyway that was uh all kurt and uh karofsky there but uh quinn did not get the title she was looking for finn got in trouble and you know the mess the mess continues it's just all a whole mess um 
And Jesse's going to end up coming back to like work at the school to be a, a, a consultant for the New Directions for the rest of the season, which, of course, Finn is not happy with. He was not happy when Jesse was there last season to be in the group, let alone now working nope. on the group and kind of being in charge of them. So he doesn't even end up signing up to audition for the National Solo because he's like, I, I know, I know I'm not going to get it. Like, Jesse's going to get not going to give it to me. And also, like, some, uh, I, I guess we can actually know now we're starting to get to, uh, at least in this part of... Uh, of everything, some more like actual content for Finn Hudson of like him recognizing the whole, like, I don't think that I'm actually good enough for a New York nationals performance. Like I I'm Lima good, but I don't know if I'm New York city good. Um, yeah, this is a, th- we, yeah, we do kind of get to see into the mind of Finn as in regards to like his own talent level. And like, if he thinks that this is something that could potentially be a career for him, because it's going to be a, a big story point in season three. Right. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of the first time that we ever get to see Finn sort of like show any sort of emotion as to what, like out of disappointment or pleasure of getting a solo because the solo sort of just get handed to him, right? Because he's a designated leader. Um, and when in, in, like when there's a possibility that he might not get it this time, he's like, oh, well, shit. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe you might be one of the best singers now, but like that doesn't mean that you're going to get every solo. It's like, don't, don't, don't turn into Rachel now. Don't turn into Rachel. But I think ultimately his... Uh, his doubt sinks in and stops him from from fully acting that way. Um, but all the while, um, Sue's sister, Jean, also passed. So they are having to figure out a way to do the funeral as well as prepare for nationals and the auditions and everything. Um, so him and Kurt are going to help Sue out preparing for the funeral. Mr. Shu gets involved as well. Um, they set it up and model it after Jean's favorite movie. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Everything looks great. They sing Pure Imagination. They sound beautiful. Sue is pleased. Um, And then after the funeral, uh, he has a conversation with Quinn because something that Sue said in her speech, well, Mr. Shu wrote it. Sue didn't say it, but she wrote it about, you know, being tethered to Gene. He understands that he doesn't really feel that way about Quinn anymore. Yeah, it was fun. The whole kissing booth thing was great and everything. The kissing booth era was, was, was a good time, girl, but I don't feel that way about you. And we see him like looking at Rachel as she's leaving the funeral. So obviously Rachel was right. She's like, you know, you love me. Come back to me. And so now he really wants to go back. And a piece of me is wondering, okay, so does this have to do with Jesse coming back again? Every time Rachel's my, unavailable, you're yeah. trying to snatch her up again. Exactly. Like when he, uh, that exactly happened like last season, he, you know, was like, uh, Oh, we might be together. And then he realizes that somebody else might have her. And he's like, wait, wait a second. Uh, that's not what this was about. Like, I thought I could just have Rachel back anytime that I wanted her. Uh, if I was, if I was looking into that. Uh, but then as soon as he sees that she is potentially interested in another guy being Jesse, who there's there's a consistent interest between the two of them. He's like, no, this isn't happening. So yeah, I definitely think that has something to do with it. It just, I mean, at the very least, it like does help him realize the whole thing about, you know, I don't feel as strongly for you, Quinn, as I do for Rachel. And Quinn's like heartbroken about all that, because I guess even beyond the fact that, you know, they didn't win prom queen to get uh, prom king and queen together. She still does seem to to like him, to care for him, to have feelings for him. And uh, I mean, also probably want to use him for the popularity boost that it gives both of them. So she is pretty upset and heartbroken when uh, when he tells her that he's going to just kind of like leave her there. Uh, well, I think she's the one who gets out of the car first because he's trying to be like, well, we can still be friends. I don't know, something like that. But uh, ends up not being the case. And yeah, he goes back to the school to try to meet up with Rachel. He's got a flower in his hand, but he finds her in the auditorium kissing Jesse. And yet again, Finn is left with, you know, his D in his hands, just absolutely like, you know, not sure what to do with his life. So 
that's that. Um, we go off to New York to get to nationals and he does take her on a date. He does try to win Rachel back over. Jesse is, uh, there as well, but you know, it's, uh, they didn't have anything official and it's not like Rachel told Finn like, Oh yeah, I just kissed Jesse. So they just go out to dinner. They meet Patty Lapone, which is a, a big moment for her. And he tries to kiss her, but she declines. She's like, I'm not ready for this. Uh, you know, after all of what we've been going through, uh, and now that Jesse's back in the picture and now that I don't know how I'm feeling about things, it's, you know, the circle spins round and round. So now she doesn't know how she feels, but they go on stage at nationals. We get up to the big performance. They sing pretending together, which truly, uh, I don't know a single lyric to that song. I don't even know where it begins, where the chorus starts or ends. Um, so I hope that comes up in the first set of songs because it just is whatever okay um the song doesn't matter it's all about it's, it doesn't matter at all uh but the song is so powerful and emotional that they can't help but share a giant big wet sloppy kiss on stage in front of everybody including jesse jesse's in the audience sitting right beside will and they have this big kiss that obviously ends up ruining all hope of the new directions getting a win they finish right outside the top 10 and uh that's that they they fucked it up finn thinks everybody's mad at him when they get back to school i mean they probably are <laughs> at both of them but he and rachel are at least happy together <laughs> yeah santana not too happy with him as most of them are not and they rightfully should be there was no plan for a kiss to be in the middle of the performance. If there was, maybe it would have been staged better. It would have been part of an actual story being told. It was not. It was just you two. I don't even know. It was just stupid. And everybody tells them how stupid it was. They lost. And that's that. And so happy that they get to, you know, go ahead and spend their summer together because nobody else is going to want to hang out with them. I'm sure that there is someone who speaks Spanish that listens to this podcast and they were just like, I'm on Never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I uh, went right over my head. I figured you had every word down. <laughs> no, I, I, I had every word down. I just don't think that the pronunciation was there for no, some of them. Fair enough. Um, clearly a, a gringo, as they call us. Um, well, I won't say as they, because that's not, not all Spanish people. Spanish-speaking people use that term. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, I mean, they take a risk. And, uh, th- th- and this is like, I mean, y'all, y'all wasted all of... Y'all, y'all wasted each other's time, and y'all wasted all of y'all, all of your uh, peers' time. Like, if y'all had just decided to be together when Rachel tried to kiss you at that kissing booth, then maybe y'all wouldn't have to like sexually frustrate one another all season long to the point where you just have to kiss each other on stage, ruining all of your chances to win nationals. But then again, if they had won nationals, then we wouldn't have gotten to season three. So ultimately, I understand what's going on here, but I would be pissed as hell if I were them. And quite frankly, Mr. Shu should have kicked them both out. We should have started off season three. With Rachel and Kurt, or Rachel and Finn having to re-audition to be a part of the Glee Club. That would have been the perfect premiere for me. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. They lost it for them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They uh, they piss everybody off there. And uh, it's a mess. Uh, again, it's the mess era of the show. And uh, that's just what we're dealing with at the present moment. So, you know, things once we get to season three and a little bit, you know, in season four, they're going to kind of continue on with like a actual story for Finn. Like next season is going to be all about, you know, him trying to figure out what's next in his life. Um, less so about like the mess of the relationship drama of it all. But in season two, and the, again, the reason why a lot of it is so good is because it's just high school kids doing high school bullshit. So uh, it ends up still, you know, giving us a good product. But when you're trying to put together Finn's storyline, it's just like, there's Quinn, there's Rachel. And oh, Quinn takes the lead. Oh, Rachel takes the lead. Oh, look, Jesse, Jesse's running into the other one. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. So um, it is uh, quite the ride there. 
But we have, you know, we have some good stuff happening. Finn is, uh, you know, seems to be in a good place with his family. Uh, didn't even mention it because it barely, you know, kind of impacts him in the actual story. But of course, of course, uh, Kurt does come back to the school by the end of the season to be with the New Directions for Nationals. So that's all good as well that he's got, you know, his uh, stepbrother back in school uh, by his side so that, you know, hopefully he can be there for him. But... I feel like that's about it, uh, at least as far as my notes go for Finn Hudson seasons one and two. I believe that is it as well for me. Yeah. Let's get uh, into some songs. Some good stuff there. I mean, not a whole lot to like actually get into as far as Finn and Will's relationship go, which obviously is super important. But, uh, you know, more of that will come up in season four. And it's like, even if it's not something that gets hit on in any particular episode in season two, it's like always there. Uh, the, like he always has Will to right. go to for a small conversation here. Uh, both of them are just kind of always in each other's lives in like, you know, some kind of positive way for these first two seasons. So there's that. And yes, I think we can go ahead and get into some songs. Uh, this podcast is already going to be long enough for Mr. Finn Hudson, but uh, yeah, we have, um, it actually ended up, I thought it was more songs. It ended up being only 33 songs for Finn. I thought it was like 37, but I, knocked out a couple that weren't actually like Finn songs. It was like group numbers. So um, 33 songs. I don't know exactly how many we're going to get to today, um, but we're probably going to get about half. So let's just, uh, we'll get into some songs and uh, see how far we go today. And then of course the rest will be on part two. So let's kick things off. If you're ready, we'll start with uh, song number 33. Let's do it. Father says, what you gonna do with your life? Well, daddy dear, you're still number one. Oh, girls, they wanna have fun. Oh, girls, they... The phone rings in the middle of... Says when you're gonna live your life right. Well, mother dear, we're not the fortunate ones. Oh, girls, they wanna have fun. All right, that is Finn singing Girls Just Wanna Have Fun from season three. And uh, I fully, I think, endorse it being in the bottom spot here. I just don't know why. I mean, Santana seems to appreciate it, I think, when all said and done. But like, was that was that the Cory Monteith song that we were trying to make happen? I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I kind of feel bad because I I was in a uh, deep dive of a bunch of behind the scenes videos. And I think I stumbled upon the one for this for this episode. And Naya Rivera was talking about, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I just I legitimately started crying when he was singing to me because it was just so intimate. And he was like right in my face. And it was just such a sweet gesture for Finn to make. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that you felt so good. <laughs> I felt this shit was weird. <laughs> I also don't even think that he sounds great vocally. Like, I don't think that this is like a song for him. Like, oh, you, it's you, said, just, you said he does or doesn't? Doesn't. Like, yeah, I don't no. think that he does. Like, it's no. just. This is just not like I I guess you just had to be there. Yeah, <laughs> it must have been a, a nice moment, I guess. But like it just this sounds like a person who can't sing and Corey can sing. You know, it's like I don't know what was going on here. Um, but yeah, so it lands at the bottom spot. And I think that makes a lot of sense for season three. Uh, Corey, uh, why do I keep saying Corey? Finn singing uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. 
So that's number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to number th- <laughs> number thirty-two. You having my baby What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me I can see it Your face is glowing I can see it in your eyes I'm happy you know it That you're having my baby You're the woman I love And I love what it's doing to you You're having my baby You're a woman in love And I love what's going through you The need inside you I see it showing Awkward. Yeah. Uh, there is your having my baby. It. I couldn't even watch it. I could not even watch it. I had <laughs> my head in the other direction the entire time. I couldn't do it. Uh, but you know what had happened. Uh, it's uh, it's an iconic scene there. Yeah. Uh, Quinn's dad, not the most happy as he realizes what Finn's actually saying right now. Uh, I mean, he sounds g- g- good, I guess, but uh, this is horrible. This is horrible. And the song is like, the song pulls no punches. It gets right to the point. Yeah, having my baby. Like, yeah. The fact no, that this wasn't in last no place love. just tells you all about girls just want to have fun. Exactly. So. Oh, geez, Louise. That is, uh, that's last play. Uh, no, second to last place. I'm sorry. Uh, for you're having my baby as, uh, Finn sings that to Quinn in, uh, season one, episode 10. We got a couple of season one songs here today. So makes, uh, you know, that's good. Cause we talked about a lot of season one. Uh, but let's move on to number 31, which is a song that, uh, that he's barely in, but like, you know, we're just gonna go with it anyway. Even when there's nothing there but gloom But a room is not a house And a house is not a home When the two of us are far apart And one of us has a broken heart All right, so yeah, Finn really, uh, it's, uh, you know, him just kind of being tacked onto I cannot onto look at any of these damn performances. <laughs> tacked onto the Kurt song here. It's, it's, it's a, little, a little much, yeah. Fair enough. I, I, can't. I can't. Let's just keep going. I can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically, I mean, just because I feel like people might forget about this song, it's uh, from season one, episode 16, the episode where Kurt and, uh, Kurt, not Kurt, uh, Bert and Carol get together and uh, both Finn and Kurt are, you know, struggling with these new developments. And Kurt is singing about a house is not a home. And Finn is like awkwardly singing, staring at his dad's picture. And I think the urn and whatnot. It's just, yeah, it's something. It's something. It's something. A lot of these bottom songs for Finn are all kind of 
kind of cringy in the same way that Will's songs were. So if there's that, but you know, we'll get to some better songs eventually, but uh, not right now because this is song number 30 coming up and it's not a whole lot better. All right, let's, let's play it. Paint the vegetables, dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. Kill the headlights and put it in neutral. Stock car flaming with the loser and the cruise control. Babies in Reno with the vitamin D. Got a couple of couches. Sleep on the love seat. Someone came saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun waiting in a stain on my shirt. Don't believe everything that you breathe. You got a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. So shave your face with some mace in the dark. Saving all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park. Yo. All right, yeah, that's Finn and Puck singing while they have these new jobs of theirs in the uh, penultimate episode of season one. I have nothing to comment on it, but that's number 30. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this one either, other than it's uh, very just sort of like mashed in there. It's very inconsequential. Um yeah. Yeah, the funk that, episode it, yeah, in that, itself is kind of mashed into there at the end of the season. It's like a whole mm-hmm. lot of randomness happening at like the end of like the first season. It's like over and I don't know. I don't know. So uh, that happens with the two of them at Sheets and Things alongside Terry and Sandy Ryerson and Howard Bamboo and what a crew. Uh, if only if only it made its way higher. Uh, let's see if we can find a song sooner or later that we have something good to say about. Uh, 29, maybe this one. When you first left me, I was wanting more. You were kissing that girl next door. What'd you do that for? What'd you do that for? When you first left me, I, I didn't know what to say. say. I've never been on my own, own that way. Just sat by myself all day. I was so lost back then, but with a little help from my friends, I found a light in the tunnel at the end. And now you're calling me up on the phone, so you can have a little wine and a moan. And it's only because you're feeling alone At first when I see you cry It makes me smile It makes me smile At worst I feel bad for a while But then I just smile I'll go ahead and smile Smile? From season one, episode 11? Uh, no, 12, 12. So, I mean, there's a Finchel duet on the board. At least there's that. I forgot all about this song. Yeah. All about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they sound great. I guess maybe it's because it's not so memorable, which kind of sucks because this is what, Lily Allen? This is like one of her greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I'm kind of just flabbergasted at what to say because I completely forgot about it. Exactly. I mean, that's why it's down at the bottom. It's They sound perfectly fine, but it's just so, you know, inconsequential. It's so far from yeah, being it is what it a is. memorable Finn and Rachel performance. So it did not get too much, uh, you know, acclaim from the audience. So Smile ends up there at number 28. I'm sorry, 29. Uh, n- up next is number 28, another song. <laughs> this is These are all such like, eh, all right, we have to get through them though somehow. All right, here's number 28.
This song is ruined for me because of uh, our experience with it. Back when we were uh, doing Puck's character study, it was the second one we had done, and this was his worst song, so it was at the beginning, and for the longest time I couldn't get the technicality of how to do all of what we're doing here uh, with you know the computer of everything like done, so we, this song played like 400 times uh, in a row trying to get it all to work. <laughs> so I think I'm just out on this song forever, but also it's like not the most memorable anyway. It's uh, Finn and Puck singing fight for your right to party at the uh towards the end of season four yeah you gotta fight do, uh, do. Uh. Oh, you're right do, um do. To the college like the way the, like the two episode arc of college yeah for that. finn was uh yeah if that was um interesting and i really wondered if this was the route that they were going to go for him in season five which i guess maybe it probably was we're going to see we we're going to see a lot more of like college frat type shit from him like we're gonna keep getting the so we were gonna split our time between yeah no, NYC, no, no. The they were they were and then the Greek. <laughs> I, I think guess. I think they would have probably uh, either expedited the school process or something, or had him find a school in New York or something that you know was able to do what he was doing here, but still maybe be by Rachel or I don't know maybe like send him off to school in like New Jersey or something where he's a train you know a, a hop and a skip away from from Rachel. I don't know. Yeah. Imagine like I mean, in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, Rutgers, you know, that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah. Um, if that. So uh, that is uh, Finn and Puck with Fight for Your Right to Party uh, in season four. And we move up to number 27, a song from season three. Amon's about to lose his mind. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. It's very funny to me that Santa Claus is Coming to Town topped five other Finns, uh, six other Finn songs that uh, were not considered as good as Santa Claus is Coming to Town, a Christmas song. Uh, I mean, I'm not that mad about this being this low. Like, I mean, this wasn't my favorite of the uh, songs in the Christmas episode. So, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. I've like, I've, I've come down to reality with all of you guys in terms of the Christmas songs. I know that y'all are not going to be going up for them like I do. So whenever they're, you know, not on the bottom at the very least, I'm like, Hey, so there's that. I mean, the audience had it at their third from the bottom, but luckily Mr. Christmas came in to uh, bring it up a couple spots higher. Mm -hmm. So 
there it is. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, not for a few months, as far as uh, we're concerned. It's uh, Christmas just kind of passed a couple months ago, but uh, that was season three at song number 27. And we move on to song number 26, which is a song that we discussed only like a couple minutes ago or, you know, like 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. Who knows? I'm cutting this off before we get to the kiss because I don't give a shit about it. And uh, we have pretending here from season two nationals and uh, Will being a gossip queen out in the audience to Jesse. Why are you here? Huh? You couldn't stay away from Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Now I remember the song a little bit more when we play it back again. I forgot that this was supposed to be like a Finn Hudson original song. Um, It's okay. It's fine. Whatever. It's cute. Catchy. Cool. Done. Yeah, I mean, y'all know how I feel about these kinds of songs, so... Will we ever... Yeah, like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> hearing it, I genuinely feel like sometimes I'm hearing it for the first time. Uh, I've never once in my life replayed this song on my own time, but, you know, that's that. Yeah, it's it's I. This is Italy. Yeah, um, the New Directions come out to join them on the stage. This is, guys, this is Nationals. Like, ugh, it's just, it's so sad that this is a Nationals performance. And it's like, I'm barely, you know, scraping the bottom bottom of my brain to remember uh, a lyric to this song. And I feel like in an hour from now, it'll all disappear from my mind again. But that is Pretending, which comes in at number 26. And I guess if uh, that's it, then we can move on to number 25. I've forgotten what I 
Have you seen this before? Or is this your first time seeing I this? I have not. I have I not. Also had not seen this before until I found this and I was like, I'm going to put this in the playlist. This is obvious. So Can't Fight This Feeling is the song, anybody listening, uh, this is the song that Finn sings in the shower that Will finds him singing. Um, And I always knew that the full version was released as a song, but I didn't know that the full version of Finn singing it, like it was, that wasn't just like a, a random video. Like that was like Finn singing it in the choir room with Brad, the piano player playing it for him. Uh, So it must've been either a deleted scene or like they filmed extra stuff and this just wasn't put in. So we got the whole uh, whole cover of it there in his uh, premiere song. Yeah, this is amazing. Um, I yeah yeah I, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> that little run that he did at the beginning of that at the beginning of that verse. Okay, yeah. Okay, Canadian King Justin Bieber who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody hasn't seen this, I definitely would recommend go check it out. Uh, Can't fight this feeling is uh, the again the uh, the first ever song we hear from Finn, and uh, they actually have a full video of him singing all the way through. So. Just playing a small clip of it, and I guess the reason why it ended up being as low as it did, if you consider this low at uh, number 25, is probably because on the show, he only sings that little clip in the shower, but there's a whole version. So A whole version? I had no idea. Love Thanks for that. <laughs> find new hidden gems. So that was 25. Uh, can't fight this feeling, and we move on to number 24. More Than a Woman from Season 3, right? Yeah, Season 3, Saturday Night Gleaver. Uh, mostly uh, a Finn group number. Well, Finn featured on that group number, and uh, I think that's good. I think uh, I like to hear the high places that his voice can go. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be like every song that we can get that out of him, but uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was about to say the same thing. I enjoy uh, Corey Monteith's falsetto. It's a, little, it's a little raspy. It's a little gravelly up there a little bit. But it got it's got some character to it, so I I enjoy getting to hear him explore that part of his voice. And this is one of the songs that sort of grew on me when we watched this episode again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go dancing again, y'all. Like, oh, <laughs> I miss that so much. I just want to like I dance to anything. Like, I don't even care if it's like music that I don't even know. I just want to go out and just like dance a little bit. Oh, I cannot wait to get vaccinated. We have reached the portion of the podcast where Amon starts feeling feelings. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, you gotta love consistency, don't you? All right. There is number 24, More Than a Woman. And uh, let's move on to number 23. Hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? Hello, I love you, let me jump in your game. You tell me your name. Hello, I love you. Let me jump in your game. She's walking down the street, blind to every eye she meets. Do you think you'll be there? 
Hello, I love you, uh, Finn sings, and uh, number 23, I don't know if I'm saying hello, I love you to this song as much, but it's fine, it doesn't bother me, it's uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> this is fine, it's a fun cover, I enjoy this one, um, also kind of one that's not extremely memorable, I'm kind of like getting feeling sad for Finn now, maybe it's just because we're on the bottom half of it, and that's why. We don't really remember some of these. At least yeah. I don't. No, 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 I'm I'm on the same page. It's like a lot of them just uh, as a, the same kind of thing as Will goes. It's just like these aren't like the show-stopping performances that we expect from a Blaine or a Santana or even Rachel or Mercedes. It's like you know he gets a lot of songs because he's the main character, and you know a lot of his songs will kind of tell his story along the way of what he's up to. But it's not always you know it's not going to be 33 showstoppers. Yeah, no, never that. <laughs> but yep that was uh 23 hello i love you and uh let's keep on moving up the list to number 22 There's season one's performance of One, which is a very not memorable New Directions number for me, but um, I guess that's why it ends up right here in the middle for probably the same for everybody out there. Do you uh, have any fond memories of this song? Um, I liked the scene beforehand with the kid that you know lost the use of his limbs and how that affected Rachel. I enjoyed that. Um, the song, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. fine. All the Finn songs are fine. Yeah. Damn, yeah. you should just should just change the last letter in his name to, into an E. Wow. Damn. Wow. What a discovery you just made. Um, that was number twenty-two, and we move up to number twenty-one. Let me know when the uh, you know, when this ends of the Finn fine songs, and we get into the Finn good songs. Uh, twenty-one. Standing in the rain, with his head hung low, couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold-out show Heard the roar of the crowd He could picture the scene Put his ear to the wall Then like a distant scream He heard one guitar Just blew him away He saw stars in his eyes And the very next 
Six string in a second hand store. Didn't know how to play it, but he knew for sure that one guitar felt good in his hands. It didn't take long to understand. So we started rocking. Ain't never gonna stop. All right, I feel like you like this song a little bit more than some of the other ones. Uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I do. Jukebox Hero. You're right. I do like this a lot more than the others. I'm surprised that it's this low. I was I expected it to be at least in the top half. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy this. It was definitely one one of the songs that I would try to skip um, when I first would watch uh, The Role You Were Born to Play. But as time went on, I got to appreciate it a lot more, um, especially as they really, they both really, really get into it towards the end. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, probably the first song that's come up in the list of like being like, all right, they gave him a lot to work with here. They gave him, you know, uh, uh, the new guy in town to sing with. They gave him the whole audience, the lights, the production of it all. So um, I think I like it better than I did when I didn't even remember it happened. But it's still I mean, this po- this spot on the list for me is perfectly fine. So um, it lands right. here at number 21 on his countdown. Finn and Ryder jukebox hero season five, episode four. Uh, song number 20. Ooh, this one hurts. Song number 20. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just let me live in this like moment of happiness watching no air back again. Uh, uh, I'm such a joke. Uh, <laughs> Finn and Rachel singing no air. I mean, the whole thing is so funny. Like they take it so seriously. Quinn is so mad at the two of them singing it while she's background vocaling it up. Like it's just, it's fun. <laughs> I'm not, I'm glad that you, uh, that you uh, like it. Um, uh, <laughs> I think I think for this song, I I think that I just prefer the regular version. I've never really been like, the Glee version is much better than the regular, so it never really got to that level for me. But I think, you know, it's a really great cover, and it's definitely a classic Glee cover, you know? So it's just not my favorite, but I, I'm not going to shit on it. Like, I think it's great, you know? I, as, as I told the story when we watched the first time, in case anybody uh, either forgot or didn't listen, I don't know. Um, I just liked this song so much when I was growing up, and uh, I, I was a big fan of the Glee cover when it came out, and it was probably one of my most played Glee songs for a very long time in the early years of, you know, having Glee music on my iPod. So uh, No Air will always kind of stick with me uh, the glee cover of it at the very least so 
There is uh, No Air coming in at number 20. Um, and yeah, we're uh, now in the top 20. So uh, only can go up from here, right? So let's see what we have left. I think we'll do three more songs today, uh, making it 17. Uh, we'll make it to number 17, and then we'll get the top 16 in the next one. So uh, three more songs to go. Here's number 19. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong whether I find a place in this world or never belong I gotta be me it must be I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me I gotta be free Season, I don't even know, what's that, season uh, three? <laughs> season! <laughs> season two, uh, episode 18, Finn singing, I've Gotta Be Me. That was the episode, I th- it was not, it was episode before Rumors. Is it Born This Way? He sings this in Born This Way? Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, it's like how he can't dance. Oh, yeah. Um, it's definitely one that I forget about, but not to say that I don't like it. I just, uh, forget that it exists, but, uh, him and Mike Chang, Mike, Mike's dancing, Finn's singing, and we, uh, get this performance there in season two. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm surprised that this is down here. Uh, this is a top 10 Finn performance for me. I'm, I'm shocked that this is down here. Um, I don't know if it's because maybe it's not memorable for some people. I think it's memorable for me in terms of Finn. Like maybe it also helps that one of my friends that was also a big fan of Glee, uh loved this song and the summer after the summer before i left for school because he stayed home in pittsburgh and he went to point park university and i was leaving and drexel doesn't start until like september so we spent a lot of time together before i left and so we'd just be driving around the city just listening to glee shit and he would always play this like almost every day so maybe that's just helped me yeah appreciate it a lot more but even still i just feel like this the, the audience had this um, at number 25 Wow, I'm shocked by that. Yeah. So you were able to boost it up a little bit to number 19. So I'm happy for you on that end of things. I'm so sorry it could not be higher. But um, this feels about right to me. I don't have that uh, that same connection with it, but I do enjoy the performance. So that was number 19, I've Got to Be Me. And uh, let's move into song number 18, which is actually a song I'm surprised to see this high, but hey, let's talk God, about it after. Let's that. see. I've got something to say. Uh-huh. I really love the skillful way you beat the other girls to the bride's bouquet. Oh, oh, Brad. The river was deep, but I swam it. The future is ours, so let's plan it. So please don't tell me to can it. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it, Janet. I love you. The road was long, but I ran it. There's a fire in my heart, and you fan it. If there's one fool for you, then I am it. I've one thing to say, and that's damn it. Janet, I love you. Here's a ring. 
to prove that I'm no joker. There's three ways that love can grow. That's good, bad, or mediocre. O-J-A-N-E-T, I love you so. All right, uh, so Damn It Janet comes in at number 18. Um, watching it back and listening back to it, I'm like, okay, no, Finn does seem to have fun with this. He sounds good on it as well. So I don't know. I think that maybe Glee fans are secretly like higher on the Rocky Horror songs than I would have ever expected because I remember Mercedes had Sweet Transvestite super high up, and now uh, Damn It Janet makes its way to the top half of, almost the top half of Finn's songs. Yeah, I'm still kind of surprised that this isn't in, like, fairly in the top half. Like, it just seems like a, this seems like another one of his most iconic performances. I'm like kind of shocked. <laughs> I was with y'all for the longest time because many of those other songs were so memorable. But now that we're getting into the ones that are like good, I'm like, really, y'all? Like, I mean, it's not egregious or anything, but I'm just, I'm, I just wouldn't have expected it to be down here. I don't know. I'm shocked. I, th- I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the songs remaining right now and i think there's still a lot of good stuff left to go so it's not like uh it's losing out to you know fight for your right or pretending or something like that it's just uh his 18th best song according to the wider choir room results um so damn it janet lands there yes the audience the audience had it around the exact same spot um Moving on to the final song of the day, song number 17. We'll do 17, uh, 17 songs today, 16 songs in part two. Uh, we're going to season three for this one to close things out. Let's hear it. I hear your voice, so I call your name. Whispers at morning, our love is dawning. Heaven's glad you came. You know how I feel, this thing can't go wrong I'm so proud to say I love you Your love's got me high, I long to get by This time is forever, love is the answer I hear your voice now, you are my choice now The love you breathe in my heart at your call I hear harps and angels sing you know how I feel this thing can go wrong I can't live my life without you I just can't hold on I feel we belong my life ain't worth living if I can't be with you I think this is really good. Um, for some reason, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say it for the hundredth time of the day, but I feel like a lot of Finn songs do kind of get lost on me over time. But I don't know. Watching this back, watching the whole thing, I uh, I think this is a really good sound between the two of them. And uh, this is one of his best vocal performances. I am once again shocked. <laughs> Like this is like this is the weirdest song rankings I have ever been a part of on this podcast. I really I was, feel like it, you're underestimating the fact that there still are good songs to go. I know that there are, but these ones are good too. Like I, 
Okay, if I, I had to think at the top of my head, because I know that there are some songs that are still in the, in in the chamber, right? Like, you got your "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." You got your um, what else is coming? Uh, the "Bye Bye Bye." I'm sure is up there somewhere. Which fine, okay, sure. Um, what else is up there? There's uh, still 16 songs left. <laughs> bar- barely breathing is up there. Um, but this song, like, this is like such a strong performance between the two of them, and it's some of his, the the best vocals he's ever delivered. And it's such a hard song to sing. Like, it's Michael. Like, I don't know, man. This is top 10 for me. I don't get it. I don't know. I think we've also established that you uh, are a bigger fan of the slower songs and the audience doesn't really tend to feel that way as well. I think I'm just, I think what's crazy is just how much the, like, the, the quick shift of it. Because in the beginning, I was like, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. These songs are fine, whatever. And now... It's like now you found all, all the right. ones you're so passionate I about. Expected, uh, I expected a, like a like a gradual incline, not just like this. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But okay. <laughs> sorry, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, hit you like such a uh, a brick wall here, but that is uh, that was the 17th best Finn Hudson song. I just can't stop loving you, which actually was number 19 on the audience list. So again, I guess you gave it a bit of a boost, but um. That completes the activities of the day today. That was part one of the Finn Hudson character study. We've still got plenty to go for part two as we're going to get into uh, season three and four for Finn and the rest of his songs and uh, close out the story here. But we have, uh, I have that's all I have for today. Anything else on your end of things or are you uh, just still reeling in the shock? <laughs> no, I'm all good. Uh, nothing else over here. Am still reeling in the shock, but hopefully the next one will be better. <laughs> All right, so uh, stay posted for the uh, rest of the songs to see how things play out. If uh, Amon feels any more justification for any of these songs, eh, probably won't because you're saying they're top ten songs for you. So that's what they are. Um, but yeah, no, that's all I have for today. Uh, feel free to uh, get us out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys in part two. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Pod. Follow us individually. I'm at Amon Admin, Matt's at Matt Ligori. Make sure that you're leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts. We're leaving a lot on the show. And until next time, we will glee you later. Love you.